Hello and good morning, everyone. Welcome to today's outstanding and fire episode of Breakfast with Boom. I am your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and we have an outstanding panel along with incredible topics that are going to fill two plus hours of your Friday morning. Hopefully, you have your breakfast in hand and you are now just at the office, at home, because everyone's working from home, or potentially somewhere where you can take the time to listen to the best video game breakfast talk on YouTube. And of course, I want to tell everyone a big thank you for this week has been tremendous. Not only were Mrs. Boomstick, Neil Mental, and I able to fulfill our promise of $2,000 worth of prizes that everyone has been officially notified, and those prizes have gotten to half of the people, and of course the consoles will be in tow as soon as I get them, um, and uh, that, that I'm, I'm just so happy that we were able to do that, but that was due to the very... Unbelievable generosity of this community because all of the super chats that you have given us over the course of 2020 have been saved and put away and tucked under the mattress. And we were able to put this unbelievable uh, contest together. And I want to thank everybody for helping us do that. But let's get into the introduction so we can break down these outstanding pa uh, uh, say panel of uh, uh, you know, topics that we have for you. So we're going to start with our regular members. And we're going to start first with someone that you know as our resident chain soaring gears of gears of war player uh, uh, individual, I should say, crispy bomb. Welcome to the program there, dude. Oh, good morning, everybody. We got some fire ready to roll. Let's do it. Yeah, I mean, you guys have been rolling on next. Uh, and obviously, uh, last night, you guys were back. Uh, so uh, good, good for you for that, brother. I know there were some big comments last night. I know you guys had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. G great laughs. Uh, and it was all in good fun. So that, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. And you know what, man? We And talking about fun, folks, we are on the cusp of actually having new next generation consoles. Next week is going to be an explosion of, of, of hashtag fun. And I cannot wait to be involved. Um, and uh, obviously we're gonna be doing a lot of content on this channel. The only day that I have decided that I originally was going to do a show, but I have decided to take some time off for Boom is Wednesday. Wednesday, I'm going to get up and I'm going to play all day long. It's something I haven't done in a very long time, and it's something that uh, I cannot wait to do. So, yes, I just want to give everyone a heads up. There will be no show on Wednesday, of course, unless Microsoft announces that they just purchased the world. And, now, of course, we'll do a podcast that that that, that afternoon, but that's probably not going to happen. And, uh, yeah, so big content coming from this channel uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, and it's going to be a lot of new console talk. But let's continue with the introductions. Someone that has been recently added to the panel, and I think not only does he have his own incredible content that he produces weekly, but he has brought some serious oomph, if you will, to this show. Please welcome Dreadpool. Dreadpool, how you doing there, brother? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm actually on time today. I, <laughs> I made sure I didn't go, you know, get that little cat nap. So I'm still wired and everything. So re ready to go. Got the waffles. Didn't cook any bacon, though. So okay. Well, that's, that's, that's always sad. Ba bacon is always good with pancakes or waffles. It is. But isn't waffles really meant to have sausage, though? I don't know. I mean, it's, mm. it's a little weird. I'm a little weird like that. Eggs and bacon, yes. Sausage and waffles, better. 
I don't know. But all I can tell you is I'm glad that you're here, and I uh, cannot wait to hear what you have to say on these topics. Next up, you know some, you know him as someone on loan from PlayStation Nation, someone that is here on a weekly basis. Joe, thank you so much for being here, representing not only the Trophy Room, which is a program that I think even rivals Greg Miller's Kind of Funny Games. Hey, what's up? What's going on? <laughs> you had to take that in for a second. Dude, I had to take that in. Um, I'm so tired because, once again, I fell asleep way too late, and then I woke up way too early to watch the latest Mandalorian. So, like, oh, uh, good I'm on here. you, dude. dude I love, I love that. Beans. Nah, nah, it's no crazy. Spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah, it's crazy. Jon Snow dies in season six, but <laughs> I'm doing. Other than that, <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing fantastic, man. We've got so much stuff, um, I, and a lot of people are gonna probably say it in the comments. And I need to address this real fast. Supposedly, the Xbox is more powerful than or, or faster than the PlayStation Five. Um, I've been notified by Mark Cerny that if you speak any slander on this, it's not true. And if you speak any slander about it, he will take your ears. Well, listen, we're going to keep him away from our ears because we want to have people listen to this podcast. So maybe save your comments till after. And then, it's and, and then he said the exact opposite things. He's like, don't oh. listen to this podcast. I'll take your ears. <laughs> I'm well, like, why are you sending me on the show, Cerny? You know? uh, hopefully he's not that deviant uh, that he's uh, he still wants people to talk about video games, even Very if it's malevolent. Negative, you know? we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, last up, you know him as someone that is not afraid to tell it like it is. He is someone that I consider to be almost family because we've never actually met and hopefully that will change one day. Please welcome the very boisterous Wilney Hood. What is happening, everybody? And I am not turning on my camera today because I am multitasking. I'm running my business, doing the <laughs> podcast. I don't want you guys to see me pulling my hair out. So, well, Are you, is that I because just, you're wearing a suit right now, like suit and tie? <laughs> no, Wilmy Hood no. is not a suit and tie kind of a guy. He's more of a biohazard. It'd just be hilarious. Like Wilmy is like business casual and then like has a Freddy mask on. <laughs> just, just do it itself. <laughs> hey, that's how he negotiates. Yes, he always he, he always negotiates with either uh, a claw or a chainsaw in his hand, making sure that he gets the better part of the deal mm -hmm. for sure. Uh, listen, I just uh, remind people that uh, you know I clean up crime scenes for a living. Yes, you do. So you know how, you know how to uh, tuck that evidence away. So good on you. So don't don't get on Wilmy Hood's bad side. Otherwise, guess what? You're probably going to end up in a dumpster, and no one will ever find you. So uh, Wilmy, thank you so much for being here, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, we have to thank our very first. Um, uh, Donation of the day through Super Chat. A very generous friend of the show, Robert Jones, drops an outstanding and very generous $15 Super Chat and says, have a great show, Robert. Thank you so much for the generosity, as always. Uh, but you know what? I want to jump right into one of the big topics. Uh, and I say big because, look, one of the best things for... For me personally, uh, you know, when, when creating Double Barrel Gaming was how I interacted with this outstanding community and many gamers that I talk with, along with many of the content creators that are a part of my program or who frequently guest are considered for me extensions of my family. And family is something that is super, super important to me, and um, and it's 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 something that I hold very, very dear. 
Yesterday, Walmart released a commercial that I think was so epic. I would have never pegged it as it being a part of Xbox marketing. And I say this not to be insulting to Microsoft because they're my favorite company, but we have to call a spade a spade. And in years past, the Achilles heel for the Microsoft brand, in my personal opinion, and I think even Phil Spencer would agree with me, has been the fact that their marketing has not been the best it could be. Well, that obviously has changed with the return of Jarrett West, who, who, who came back to the company after leaving during the Xbox 360 era last December. And to be honest, the marketing has been nothing short of top-notch in every way. The clear direction of the platform is clear as glass, and it's tr and the transparency with Xbox towards its fans has been nothing short of amazing. The, the, and also, you know, the heavy in, uh, financial investment into promoting the Xbox brand seems to be paying off in spades. Now, the commercial is centered around family and generations, and it's a clear representation, in my opinion, that it, Xbox is doing something special with this Xbox and the legacy of its history. And that history was put right on the screen and done in a way that I thought was, I'm not even going to listen, folks. I'm not a father, okay, but I'm an uncle and I'm a godparent. And I have many, many children that I love like they're my own kids. And I'm not even going to front here. I got weepy. Like I got emotional watching this commercial. And listen, if you don't want to admit that you did, that's fine. I'm a man. I, I, I'll tell you that a tear came down my eye because of what this commercial represented. It represented family. And that is super, super important to me. So I, I'll go to I'll go to Crispy Bomb first on this. Crispy, this Walmart commercial was amazing. I want to know what, what were your thoughts about seeing this transpire the way it did? I was surprised. Uh, haven't really seen like a lineage type uh, commercial come from Xbox. Uh, and especially, you know, really uh, getting together and, and having like, you know, uh, family throughout a generation, throughout another generation, throughout another generation. It was it was very uh, interesting uh, marketing technique, uh, not something that we usually see from them. This is this would be more of uh, something that Sony would probably do just because, you know, they have such a long lineage and uh I think it was it was impressive that they could finally were uh, thoughtful enough to show, you know, that that they've been in, in gaming for a while. And, you know, it, it, I feel like it's it's more of like, hey, we're here to stay and, and we're here to be a part of, of this new generation with you. And I just thought it was really cool. And I, I like I said, I was I was actually a little surprised at it. Yeah, I, I, I got to say, again, when you look at it from he's he's picking up the OG Xbox as a teenager or, you know, maybe, maybe he could have been in his 20s. Who the heck knows? And then they show it going from Walmart. Even Walmart was changing with him, you know, and, and then he see, you see his daughter, you know, he's carrying his daughter in the carry, which I thought was awesome. Right. He's there to pick up his Xbox 360 father, but still a gamer. And then he's, then he's there at Walmart picking up the Xbox One. 
his daughter being, you know, grabbing the control like kids do. They run immediately to the the place they, you know, the to, to the little station there, and then and she and she starts she picks up the controller, and then they force and and they fast forward to him. You know, he had, and, and what's great is that he's aging with the commercial, which is awesome. I, I just thought that it was so well represented of what gaming means to so many people, and I think that again, I don't know whether or not. Uh, Microsoft was directly involved in this. I would imagine that they are. Uh, And I don't know who came up with this idea, but I think it was epic. It was, you know, you know what this reminded me of? And that's the only, the only commercial that I can say that Microsoft has done that rivals this is the adaptive controller commercial, which still chokes me up when thinking about it you know what i'm saying and that was a couple of years ago with the, you know with the kid that you know everyone from around the neighborhood is running into his house and i just when microsoft does things it seems so real and i'm not standing this is not a taking a stab at sony sony is they, their marketing is has always been great but th- keeping with microsoft in the conversation their marketing seems so centered around the people that buy these consoles that that's to us we buy these consoles we buy these games i thought it was absolutely top notch you know let, let's get uh, mr badbit on this now mr badbit now obviously we know that you are a representative of playstation nation but with that said you are not shy to give credit where credit is due what are your thoughts on this very very emotional uh, commercial by xbox so yeah, like it's it's crazy that this was like a, a Walmart thing, right? Like with uh, with the dad and the daughter and whatnot. Like um, I I I really dug it. That was a really I got really cool vibes from that because like I remember where we got our original Xbox. It was Comp USA, and my brother was able to get it at cost because he worked there. So like I <laughs> I, I remember that. I, it gave me memories of like fighting over the Xbox when I was a kid with my brother. Uh, my father like give way and I actually getting another Xbox to stop us fighting. Um, and then like, I remember, dude, I remember my mom being the coolest mother in the whole goddamn world better than everybody's mother because she literally took me out of class. She took me out of school because she got me an Xbox 360. That was one of the coolest days ever. So like, again, would your mom fi- find an Xbox 360 and then during a school day, Get, get you out early to su- surprise you? No, I don't think so. That's why my mom's the best. Uh, and then, like, yeah, like, it gives me all the memories of, like, launch, you know, launch day Xboxes that, that I remember kindly. So, like, it was awesome to see... It's awesome to see this generation get it and kind of the less of the stigma around gaming and more of a nostalgia base where, yeah, no, like people over 45 game, you know, that's a thing that exists. I don't know if anybody else knows that. And, uh, and kind of embracing the the culture that way. It's really awesome. I really dig it. And, uh, usually I don't have like much nice things to say about Walmart because like, I really hate the store layout, but yeah, it's, (laughs) it's fine. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, and I agree with you, and, and I think that exactly what you're talking about, sure. even though when you got your Xbox, it wasn't from Walmart, but it you have a similar story. You have a similar history with your family, with yeah. your brother, and I yeah. think that 
is what transcends this being just more than a Walmart commercial that you mm-hmm. can understand and 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 say yes, I, I can I can represent this commercial because what they're doing it happened to me, and I think that is really where the goosebump inducing aspect of this commercial comes through. Uh, mm. Dreadpool, I, I want to grab your opinion on this because you got a chance to take a look at the video uh, uh, of the commercial. Now, I've watched it several times in preparation for the show, but I watched it several times because, quite frankly, I got in my feels over it. And I'm not ashamed to admit that I got emotional over watching a commercial because gaming has meant so much for me, and it means even more now that I have been... Um, positioned by this outstanding community that looks forward to my content so of course the responsibility of that you know it it it, it, it it's it's a fantastic it is a fantastic thing so that's why i got emotional because obviously i think about the content that i produce but i also think of the times that i went with my nephews through a toys r us or through a target and they go running right for the gaming section, they pick up a game they want, and I feel so proud that I'm in that moment and I'm buying this game for them because they did good in school or if it's because of their birthday or because we were just hanging out. And I actually, even though I'm not a parent, felt that. What were your feelings towards this commercial? Well, I think the commercial was a lie. To me, it was a lie. Because, you know, yeah, I bought my first Xbox, which is the OG Xbox from Walmart. You know, my my buddy didn't want to buy it because I was trying to use this, you know, employee discount. He didn't want to do it. But I didn't have a kid till much later on, you know. <laughs> so if that's the funny part, right? For me, you know, it, you know, I got to experience what the commercial was actually portraying with with my friends, you know, my best friends, kids, you know, we'd all get together. That's what it was. For me, when the girl runs up to the Xbox One console, that's what happened with my daughter. She she shows me a flyer this year and she's like, Daddy, look, you know, she's like, Can we get this? And she's pointing to the Xbox, not no, you know, she's just learning how to read, right? You know, so she doesn't really see the difference between the Xbox and the PlayStation, but she's pointing to the Xbox, you know. So that part was like, Oh, that's that I see that part now, you know, that's really cool. And I, I had to, you know, sit down and explain to her, uh, Daddy's already got that thing ordered. <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> worry awesome. about that. You know, but yeah, it, it's it does um, grab you because it does remind you, even though, you know, I started later in life with with children that, you know, I was there for my niece, my nieces and nephews. You know what I mean? So when I would go there with my best friends and, you know, we'd go looking around and it's like, hey, check out the, the new one. You hadn't gotten it yet, you know, and, you know, helping out the little ones try to get their first consoles, you know, and suckering my friends into buying it for them but you know uh the other the other part of my lie is uh you know what what about the older ones you know where's uh grandpa you know he was he was there back in the windows days before uh xbox came out he was he was an you know i was sniping noobs in the 90s where were you (laughs) grandpa was there when the kid went out running we're, we're That's right. That, you know, you can't leave them out of the picture. You know, Grandpa's so, you know, around buying. What, what are you trying to say, Dreadpool? That me and Boom are obsolete because we got dysentery, <laughs> Oregon Trail. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, and I'm actually five days older than you. So, who, what are you saying? Yeah, I, I'm wondering how uh, if I'm gonna put you on the panel Thursday, uh, Wednesday night, or not now. <laughs> Go ahead. <continue. laughs> you don't have to worry about me on Thursday. We're good. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, dude, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that you shared that. And I think that that is, again, what gaming represents to many and many of us. You, you, and, and it's pretty awesome that you had a very similar experience, even though, you, you know, your daughter didn't run to the console. She still pulled out the piece of paper and was like, hey, listen, look at this. I want this. And and, and that that is that is what gaming is really about. I mean, I, 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 again, I don't know how many people are going to talk about this in the podcast world, uh, but this show is much different than many others. And I think that this is definitely worthy of a topic and uh, I, I'm glad that, to be talking about it, but you know, Wilmy hood, let's get your opinion on this because obviously, you know, your kid, you, you know, you, your kids are older. Uh, your son obviously is a developer, which is pretty dope. But uh, you, you know, we already know how your grandson is going to become a gamer because you probably already put a controller in his hand and took a picture because it's what I did with my yes, nephew Tyler. Yeah, there you go. And uh, I, I mean, he was in his carrier and he had an Xbox 360 controller in his hand, which I have the pictures. And even though he's not a diehard Xbox gamer, I made him into a more of a Nintendo gamer. That that is his thing. Uh, it is always great to share experiences, especially his excitement and joy when he breaks open like, a new Amiibo or something for Nintendo with Mario on it. For you, where does this uh, commercial land? Actually, it's not too far-fetched, except, you know, Dread kind of hit on it. Uh, I was gaming before Xbox or PlayStation came out. Uh, you know, back when all we had was Nintendo and Atari and Pong. But... I did buy the original Xbox when it first came out. My son and I played it together all the time. You know, by the time he got older, the 360 came out. He had his own custom 360. So did both of my daughters. Uh, and I mean, basically, it kind of grew up with them. If it wasn't for me gaming, maybe my son wouldn't be, you know, doing what he does now. Uh, because he's actually in the industry creating video games. Uh, my two daughters played video games, so this commercial wasn't that far-fetched. And uh, my grandson is four months old, and he will have an Xbox Series X when he's old enough to play it, or whatever's out at that point. So it did it did touch on a few things. I don't really get emotional because I don't really have any emotions anymore. But, uh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> but the was that a twenty twenty thing that happened, or is it just like a you know like it wore you down over time? Oh, uh, no, dude, there's too many years in the military. Yeah, um, that'll do it. I'll <laughs> do yeah, it. They, did, they didn't issue me emotions. But uh, the thing is, I mean, you know, it's it's not that far-fetched. I mean, all three of my kids are adults now, and all of them were gamers. So, I mean, it, it was a cool commercial, and it was unusual to see Microsoft create something like that because I'm going to be honest, most of their commercials suck. Yeah. Uh, the big reveal thing that they had a few weeks ago, I really wasn't impressed with that. I think uh, I saw him in your chat a minute minute ago, God's Gaming or whatever his name is. I think he had a far better commercial. Uh, dude, they, they, they did one today uh, that, I, that I've been Eat. pushing. It is wow. Wow is all I could say. Yeah, God's Geeks. I thought made a better commercial. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know what? I, I, I saw it. I saw it posted. Some, some sent it to me in a DM. Said to check out this video. So I looked at it this morning, and of course, I not only did I make uh, help promote it because I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I again, they're a small YouTube channel like myself, but the work, the work that went into this video is my God. Go to my Twitter feed. 
and and see see look at this uh this video by gogs uh what is it they're god's geeks yeah god's geeks yeah watch this video uh dealers got a voice in it um uh fugly um uh, um i think rand and uh, people yeah there's quite a few people uh, um uh, uh um fonz has got a uh, voice in there uh, the uh, assassin Lupa has got her voice in there as well. It, it is just so well done. I actually wrote in there. Uh, I, I tagged um, uh, what do you call it? Um, I tagged uh, Phil Spencer uh, and Xbox in it. I, I, I said that you sh they should hire this dude to oh. do their to do their social media work because holy shit was this video incredible? And it's a fan made video. It's so well done. Please. Yes, yes. Get over there and subscribe to them. God's Geeks. Uh, I'll, you know what I'll do? Uh, once we're done with the show, I'll drop that uh, video in the show notes to help promote that for them. And uh, so you don't have to go looking for it. I, I'll yeah. see if I can do actually do it right now. But, yeah, dude, that great call on that. That was that was big. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, he made, he made better videos than what Xbox has been producing. Except the Walmart video, it was cool, and it, it did hit a few cylinders for me. So, but... You know, I'm go I'm I'm getting ready to uh have my third generation gamer very soon. I love it. That uh, that's he will he will have an origin PC custom built by the time he's one years old, and he will of course he will in a play face. <laughs> of course he will. <laughs> I love it. He'll listen, dude, you're the you're now. the ultimate grandpa, brother. Too bad you're not my grandpa. But listen, um, let's continue with the with the show. And uh, I, I again. This wasn't meant to take up too much of the show. We're only 25 minutes in. We are close to or we're over 400 people here, which is fantastic. But I do want to move on to another Bites and Bits uh, conversation, and one that is uh, involving Star Wars. Uh, and I think Mr. Babbitt is going to raise an eyebrow here of excitement, potentially. But before I do that, I have to thank of some of the Super Chats, because one just got dropped in here that's just ridiculous. Uh, first of all, God's Geeks. Wow, dude. He drops a final Super Chat. We're just talking about you, dude. Um, hopefully you are enjoying the program. He says, I teared up, but then I laughed that the dude uh, uh, aged like 40 years <laughs> 20 years time. I that is funny. He did. He did. He did have the grays, but you know what? Some people get grays quicker than others. Uh, but yeah, thank you for the super chat, brother. And hopefully, I can help promote your video. Uh, again, my channel's small, just like yours. But you know what? One hand does wash the other, and two hands wash the face. At least that was what I was taught, which is why I help or I attempt to help so many people. Uh, Eagles fan seventy six, another generous friend of the show. He drops. An outstanding $5 super chat and says, boom, as a Gen X gamer, gaming was introduced to us. Now we are introducing gaming to our kids. Some of the younger gamers got the love of gaming from Gen X. Indeed. That's very well said. Uh, Eric the Red, very generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $10 super chat and says, in 2001, I was in college spending my financial aid check on the OG Xbox on release day. Oh, dude, that's awesome. He says, um, la laughing my ass off. Had my son in uh, in 2005, had every Xbox console, and now he'll be 15 next week, and we're still gaming together. Dude, that is awesome. Happy birthday to your son, and thank you for sharing that amazing story. I love hearing stuff like that. And uh, casket repair. Dude, you did not have to do this, brother. You did not have to do this. If you didn't know, casket repair was one of the big winners. He has supported Double Barrel Gaming. And then, of course, we used a random picker. He got picked to win a PlayStation 5 digital, digital edition along with 
the deluxe edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales, which comes with Spider-Man 2018 uh, in HD. And that is going to be shipped out to him as soon as I get the console on Thursday. Hopefully Friday morning, I'll be mailing that out to your brother. And yes, I am sending it overnight. Uh, hopefully you can get, we can get you your console on that Saturday. He drops an outstanding one hundred dollar super chat and says mr and mrs boom neo mental you're all the best and thank you well thank you so so much for the generosity i uh, definitely appreciate that but you know what i want to go to topic or bites and bits number two for the day now ea who obviously has the star wars license locked up like the secret death star plans released star wars squadrons on october 1st of this year and it's currently sitting at a 78 metacritic now i will admit that i'm enjoying it i'm actually quite enjoying it but i've only put about maybe two hours into it and quite frankly i'm glad that in fact is the case because for today's second bits and bytes topic, mm -hmm. I want to talk about the possible trend that might be an issue for PlayStation 5 gamers and its community moving forward. Now, GameSpot, where I pulled this article from, released an article yesterday concerning the upgrades for both the Xbox Series X and S and the PlayStation 5 versions of Squadrons. And I got to be honest with you, it is clear that the Xbox has a massive advantage over the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 Pro version. And here is why. The article states, according to EA, Squadrons will offer two different graphical settings on the Xbox Series S and X uh, and uh, akin to the performance modes found in something like Team Ninja's Neo franchise. And this is what they had to say about it. One is aimed at better visual quality, will, and it will improve the game's lighting model and pushes the game up to 1440p at 60 FPS on the Series S and up to 4K locked 60 FPS on the Series X. Now, the second graphic setting is where we start getting into the excitement factor. Uh, the settings are geared toward better performance. So uh, Squadrons gets a 1440p, 120 frames per second on the Series S. But on the Series X, it gets 4K resolution at 120 frames per second. And all I can say is, holy shit, I cannot wait to see that on my TV. But... This is where we kind of get into the weeds of things. Squadrons on the PlayStation 5 will run the same resolution and frame rate as the PlayStation 4 version, ex except for improved lighting. Uh, it's been reported that the aerial dogfights will hit 1440p and uh, 1440p and 1800p at 60 FPS on the more powerful PlayStation 5. And that's what you, that according to the article, that is all you can expect in regards to advantages on the PlayStation 5 version of Squadrons. Now, here is my question to the chat, which is now closing in on 500 people, which is, wow, thank you so much for being here. Super appreciate that. But of course, the, uh, you know, the, the, the panel, and I'm going to start, I'm going to start with uh, Mr. Badbit. Uh, my question to you is, do you think that, you know, is this going to become 
a running concern for PlayStation 5 owners if they're only going to be supporting the PlayStation 5 when when talking about third-party mm-hmm. games and graphical differences being, uh, you know, having Microsoft with the advantage. I think the one thing that people have to give up the 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 they got to give up the BS here. Um, ever since like we found out how many teraflips and skips are in each console, is that like people kept on talking about the secret sauce with the PlayStation Five, and PlayStation Five had this again. We don't know; it, it could be the the Thousand Island Max sauce, but like we didn't know what the secret sauce was, and it's it's actually the raw output, this, that, and the other thing. Xbox build a better box, just get over it, um, and if it's that big of a deal then you switch over. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, so, like stop. I, I hate to say excuses, but like, let's stop the bullshit here of, of like, you know, again, we we're even seeing it right now. Xbox games at a, at a resume faster than a PlayStation five. Right now we won't know the ins and outs until, you know, more games come out and we get our hands on those things. And the running theme will then constantly be, Yes, Xbox Series X is going to run your games better. They're going to run your games probably smoother with a better fidelity. That's just fact, right? Now, that said, if that matters to you, what you just listed, you probably go with an, an Xbox Series X. If that doesn't, and you're just like, well, I want, like, you know, Spider Man Miles Morales, mm-hmm. I want things like that. Um, that's where PlayStation goes. You know, PlayStation to me, um, not resting on its laurels, but relies on those exclusives. Um, really to sell that box, to sell, to sell that experience where Xbox has had to go the extra mile because they don't have those exclusives. So to me, seeing the better tech in the Xbox, that's that, that just goes par for course. Like I, I expected this. Nothing surprises me here. I have, uh, Star Wars on my PlayStation, uh, four, soon to be five. And so like I'll keep playing it there. You know, if, if, if we care about frame rates, if we really truly care about the resolution, um, then the fanboys have to just, I know it sounds crazy, wave the, the white flag and, 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 get, and honestly get over it. Um, or, now, or just support both consoles. Like, I think or, that's, I, I think that at the end of the day, Joe, the, not just the best- that, like, just, just stop the, like, just stop. Like that's what they need to do is just like stop the bullshit. Let's just enjoy what we enjoy. You don't have to support like you like you know you don't have to own all consoles to be critical of them. Uh, you can own all consoles and still be you know a fanboy, right? Like while it doesn't di- dictate fandom, what I think should be replaced by is fandom should be dictated of how welcoming you are to people in your ecosystem rather than trying to shut everybody off or shut everybody down. So like, to me, this is awesome news. If you're an Xbox player, this is fantastic that you're getting all of this. You're being rewarded for your patience. That has been this generation. And yeah, you know, when we see more of those exclusives come, I think this will be a bigger push and we see how all those land this is going to be a bigger push to say, no, the Xbox ecosystem is strong, not just technologically, but also that exclusive race. And that's just going to take time. So this is awesome news. 
Yeah, and, and I and I agree with you, but I I think oh, oh, oh we got him on camera, and he's, and he's got multiple controllers. I, I love I love the, the the guns in the background. What do you got? What do you got? <laughs> and they don't. Oh, even I got my your back. That's the best part. I've got them sitting beside each other, and they don't argue. It's they don't fight yeah. with each other. That's wonderful. That's that's yeah. good to know. I I think it's it's just plastic war shenanigans. But it is again not the biggest topic of today. I just think that. Oh, it, yeah. It is worthy of a conversation. Certainly not finger pointy conversation either. We can have a we can have a conversation without you know getting into the uh, the, the weeds of fanboy shenanigans. But crispy bomb, I, I want to grab your opinion on this because you see, one of the things that was uh, was was a lead conversation, and and not and I'm, and I'm pushing the fanboy shenanigans to the side. I want to move that off to the side because there's always going to be a console war. There's always going to be warriors for one plastic or another. So we're removing them from the conversation because that's not where we like to sit. But I do want to bring in the media for a second. And one of the biggest conversation pieces for the media last generation, which is currently this generation, uh, has been the you know 1080p makes you a better gamer. And uh, that, that at, at, at a point where Sony wasn't the best in their first party games they used and this is the media not the fanboys let's understand that for a second the media used the three blades of grass over 900p versus 1080p as as a as a focal point for a conversation for almost every article it was always you know it was always being brought up and that conversation had went to the side because of the of the Xbox One X. Now, granted, we've all talked about this publicly about how we and I, I will say this. And if Microsoft is listening, and I know they listen to this program, I, as a Microsoft first dude, enjoyed the first party games that I played, but they did not live up to the relevance of some of Sony's big first party games. And that that is not being finger pointed as just being truthful but the, re the the resolution and the power of the playstation 4 over the xbox one was always a talking point now we're starting to see where games for the playstation 5 are not just slightly less capable but significantly because when you say that the playstation 5 which is a very powerful console in its own right is only able to go up to 800p and 60fps versus the PS4 Pro at 1440p at 60fps with only the extra bonus of improved lighting. And then you turn it and you flip it to the Microsoft and you see that even, and this is where we get crazy, folks, the $300 Series S, the lesser, the little brother of the X, is running at 1440p, 120 frames per second, with almost all of the same bells and whistles. Do you think that this is going to become a running trend for third-party games moving forward? Uh, yeah, frame gate has begun, people. <laughs> um, it's it's kind of wild that it, we're still talking about this. I mean, for the most part, everybody on this panel knew that you know Xbox has more power. It's it's quite simply uh, a better box, and a lot of people ran with this craziness, including media, which is kind of wild. Uh, you know, and and they look pretty bad at this point. And you got to understand that, you know, they're going to use 
the tools at their disposal, these third parties, especially with a game like Squadrons, I'm sure the gameplay is going to feel so much better on the Xbox compared to the PlayStation. And it really comes down to frames per second. And anybody that's experienced any type of up, up frames realizes how much better gaming is with that. And, you know, for it to be hitting 4K now, I, I do believe we're going to we're going to be hearing a lot of dynamic resolution type things with the Xbox. They're going to try to lock the frame. So sometimes the resolution might go down and and up. So, I mean, I'm sure you're going to see a lot of uh, it'll be between 1440p and 4K type thing and 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 for the series s you'll you'll say maybe even 900p to 1440p so you know you're gonna see a lot of games using that because i i think xbox is really that that's their focus is is to try to give you a gaming experience like no other with with a, such high frame rates on console at least so i i'm excited for it. this is what i wanted um and i think more and more games are gonna use this capability and let's just say i'm with bad bit like you guys just need to leave it alone at this point like these crazy fanboy narratives you ran with this for how many like six months or something like like uh there's some kind of magical thing in the playstation 5 that's gonna make it as as powerful as the series x it's just not gonna happen like just enjoy the the games that you want to play and if the games don't matter and you're a third-party player you might end up getting an xbox and I mean, who's to say any different? Like, makes sense to me. Just saying. No, and you know something? You make a lot of sense. And one of the things that I think, look, everyone that follows me knows my feeling towards the, the PlayStation's first-party games because, for me, they hit. And they hit almost every time because I'm an older gamer, and even though I appreciate and revel in the fact that I can play with people across the world, I'm more of a single-player kind of a guy. So even though uh, some people may not like the you know, quote-unquote one-and-dones for Sony, well, I do. But with, with that said, only 15% of the gaming community supports first-party games. And, and, and that's not just an Xbox or a Nintendo or a PlayStation thing. That's, that's a general statement. 15% care about first first party games so when most people when they buy a console especially and again we're getting into the percentages here 85 plus percent of the world gamers are casual gamers they want to play madden they want to play call of duty they want to play PUBG. they want to play Warzone. they want to play apex legends they want to play fortnite the console that usually is the more affordable one, or in some cases, the cool one is the one they're going to buy. Now, this generation, the cool system to own, and for the most part, the cheaper system to own was the PlayStation. So that's why they're upwards of 115 million. And again, I'm not taking away from their first party stuff, but right. if you look at the percentages of where their monies come from, it's not from their hardcore players. We're very small inside yeah. even something like spider-man so and i say i don't mean only like i'm insulting it it's probably around 15 million i want to say it's a little bit more but let's just say what, the sales million. of uh spider-man yeah Spider-Man. what is it 20 also oh, okay so we're gonna say 20 million Let, let's yeah. say what 20 million is and that's fantastic i mean that is an oh, yeah. amazing yeah but amount. i 
Yeah, yeah, continue. Sorry. No, so what I'm saying is that when you look at the percentages, 20 million compared to 115 million consoles out there just proves my exact point. But with that said, I, I think that it's pretty interesting. And, I, and again, I, do, I definitely am going to be watching with a keen eye how the media handles this because well, i think you said something really really important there and i just want to like yeah, yeah jump, please, off jump, in, jump in yeah absolutely is um yeah usually the console that is cheaper but has mass appeal gets there first that's why we see gang like call of duty at the end of every call of duty commercial you see that playstation 5 logo right like that's it, it's so important that fifa has it as well because when you're watching that and if you are casual you're either thinking that a and probably not thinking exclusive exclusive but there's some type of hidden handshake deal that makes that product identify with playstation so you're more likely to buy a playstation mm -hmm. because of the identity marketing one one perfect example yeah it's just it's just marketing that's why we're seeing so many of those deals that's why we saw it with avengers right they playstation bought that bought that those marketing rights because it's the avengers right. you know so that's what people gotta really realize here it's not gonna be a battle of frame rate it's really gonna be the battle of who's spending the most money to get this console in front of you yeah, and, and that's true. But I, I, I think that, you know, again, I don't want to take anything away from the casual market and and, and not only the, their relevance, but how uh, intelligent that they are as consumers. Because remember, and, and, and people don't want to admit this, power does matter. It may not matter to everyone, but it is like when you go to buy a car, you want the best. When you're going to go buy something from, pick whatever electronic you want, your, your phone. Okay, maybe the iPhone 12, one with all the bells and whistles, that's $1,400. Maybe, maybe you don't need it, but I can almost guarantee you that you goddamn want it. And Here's uh, the thing I, about that, though. I think it's not so much power, but what a console can do that appeals to the 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 average gamer right so like when we take a look at you know the last you know the sixth generation playstation 2 you know dominated why most of it was because it had a dvd player in it right mm -hmm. um, when you take a look at the xbox versus playstation what was why was the xbox so much more popular than the playstation 3 well playstation 3 was just so hard to code for right um when you take a look at like or, or even that generation that the console that sold the most was the Wii. That thing was a GameCube, but just with motion controls. That's why people bought it. When you take a look at this generation, people are flocking to the switch in droves. Why it's what it can do. It can game on the go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so I really think that like, it's, it's really what the average consumers interested in. And I think Microsoft has that edge there because they're saying that what the consumer is going to want is streaming and being able yeah. to be untethered and that's why you see game pass with x cloud yeah so that's that's what i think th this battle is for more yeah, than more than power well, and i agree with you joe i i think that this 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 transcends well past console ver piece of hardware versus piece of hardware it's exactly what you said it, it it's what it can do but let, let me bring in dreadpool dreadpool we know that you're a big star wars fan 
And I don't know if you got a chance to buy squadrons. I'm actually, like I said, for me personally, I'm glad I'm only two hours in because now I'm get. I have the TV that can do the 120 frames. I got all. I got, I got the two. I got the 2.1 HDMI ports. I, I'm all ready to go for these new consoles. So for me, not playing this game through through its entirety is super exciting because I'm going to get a chance to experience this Star Wars game in a way that I don't have, that I haven't so far. I mean, granted, it looks great, but it's going to look even and run better. For you, do you see this trend of games being, you know, that much better on one box than the other? becoming maybe an issue that uh, that it could potentially move people from one console to the other or or have that that PlayStation 5 owner say you know something I love my PlayStation 5 love my Miles Morales loves my Demon Souls but I really like what this console is doing and for 500 bucks and and a payment plan that they're the only company offering that I can get in on on the ground floor what, what are your thoughts on that Dreadpool well, right now with that game, I'm kind of a fraud because I haven't paid for it yet. Mm. I, I, I've held back because I was, you know, debating on what's going to happen this next gen. Now we see it, and I still want to do the VR portion of it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yet again, it's which way do I go? Because when I do get a PS5, I'd like to try that in VR, you know? However, there is another topic that we're going to be speaking on that delves into this part of the conversation so i'm, I'm kind of hesitant to really go into it too much because i don't want to go into the other topic but the 1440p is kind of a upscale for this con for the ps5 yeah it is so it's not you know what i mean so even then it's it's not going to be as good as it, it could be as it should be you know? Yeah, and again, we're, we're going to learn as as the games come out, and and, and again, this is this, this again. I'm going to be watching with a keen eye because I do four shows a week, so of course, I'm always looking for interesting things to talk about. And when you do that much content per week, you you got to keep each show fresh and relevant. So I'm going to be watching again with a keen eye on how the media handles this because you know you know my feeling on the general media. I think that they're garbage, and I'm not going to point out any particular uh, site because I, I I'm not looking to uh, go to war with the entire uh, gaming media. But there are several that I go to, and they're smaller sites. Like I really enjoy Gaming Bolt. I think that they're absolutely fantastic. I like the writers over there. I like what they bring to the table. Again, smaller. You know, I like comicbook.com. Yeah, now, granted, comicbook has gotten it wrong, but I like them. WCCF Tech is another one. I frequent because I like their writers. Uh, Game Rant, another one, smaller one. Dual Shockers. And, of course, you know, you have the big boys. I have Game Informer that I enjoy. I get something from Kotaku every now and again, um, you know, I, but, you know, you, you, one of my go-to ones, Windows Central because of Jez Corden. I know him personally. Now, I don't talk to Jez on a regular basis, but we've met in real life. You know what I'm saying? So I got a chance to know who he is. He knows who I am. He's a friend of the show. I'm a friend of his, of course. So these, these are some of the places, but the big, the, I'm interested to see how the media, the big media, who has always used the uh, you know three blades of grass and the 1080p makes you a better gamer against the Xbox? I'm going to be interested to see if that you know as the kids call it, same energy is brought into the conversation with the Xbox 
moving forward. I, I'm going to be very interested to see where that goes. So, you know, we'll, we'll come back around. Do you have anything else you'd like to yeah. add to the conversation there? Uh, yeah. With, with that being said, you know what I mean? It's, it's always, this is the part we always forget. Okay. This is a new console. Mm -hmm. They are still learning the tricks. Yes. So that being said, they could improve on this, maybe not on this game, but they will find more power and more efficient ways to produce that power. Yes. Okay. That's that's going to be down the line. So, you know, when I said that, don't don't take it the wrong way and think, oh, I'm trying to bash them. I'm not. I'm just. No, no, of course not. No, absolutely. You know, with with time, you know I mean? you're going to learn the console. Sure. Right. And that, and that's that's the the eye opening thing is when when they when they're saying, oh, it's going to do this, but yet Sony says it can't. Then you, you know what I mean. It's like, wait a second, what's what's going on here? Uh, but they will be able to start doing this stuff. It's just. They need more time. You know, this this mm -hmm. game was turned around in what? It was a passion project that was turned around in a few years. Yeah. And, it, and it's really good. So, you know, props to them for that. You know, hopefully they'll they'll tweak it out as time goes on and we'll be able to still enjoy it. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think the game is still enjoyable regardless of where you play it, to be honest with you. And I think like obviously one of the advantages for the PlayStation version is you can play it in VR, which is awesome. And, and I am going to wait for a sale. And when I win 20 bucks, I'll, I'll have two copies of it. I will have one on my Series X and one on my PlayStation 5 that I could play in VR, which I, I cannot wait for. But I'm not going to pay you know full boat for a second copy I, that, that I that I will not do. Uh, but I do want to move on to a, on a very exciting topic that I got uh, late last night. I'm very happy to talk about it, but I want to thank two people who dropped outstanding Super Chats. First of all, PixelBitG, another very generous friend of the channel. He drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, Happy Friday, panel. Next Gen begins next week. Get your damn hype up and let's game. Indeed, dude. Like I, I am, I feel like it's Christmas and we're still four days away. Uh, and I just, I, I know I'm not sleeping Monday. I mean, obviously we're doing, and again, speaking of Monday, um, primetime gaming obviously is Monday, every Monday at 8 p.m. and has been since September of last year. So we were closing in on almost 18 months of that program. And as as promised, and as we've I've been discussing for at least the last month, we are doing a monster episode. And it's and it is uh it is uh titled the Xbox Series X and S pre-release launch special. Uh, that is going to be going live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, listen, I, I mean, listen, I, we're not the only show that's going to be rolling that day. Hopefully, uh, that you do like this program enough that you'll come and hang out with us for a bit and uh and and celebrate with us you know I'm, I'm, and again hopefully microsoft doesn't sue me for saying that because it's hashtag celebrate with us you know what i'm saying so uh yeah we we have a lord cognito of the iron lords podcast and up-and-coming artist and superstar in his own right everborn will be joining us and we're gonna have potentially a few special guests kind of sneak in for a quick uh adage if you will of uh their excitement for the uh xbox series x and s launch which is and will be only hours after the show goes live so hopefully you guys and gals will tune in 8 p.m eastern standard time this monday and guess what folks yes like you would expect the show has already been written uh even though i was feeling terrible yesterday i was able to still crank out uh what it, uh what the show is going to look like it's going to be a big celebration for xbox and i hope that you can join us but i want to move on to oh let me just uh, thank mark cardwell 
with a very generous $10 super chat. And he says, hi, guys. Happy Friday. Happy Friday indeed, brother. This is the weekend. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. Folks, 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 this is this is a record. Uh, we are. Holy shit. Dreadful. Thank you for waking me up because I, 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 I'm doing so much. I have three screens open. I have my teleprompter. I got the pewter. And of course, I got the chat because I want to say hello to everybody. What I didn't realize is that we have crossed 1130 people here. This is the most views we have ever had on Breakfast at Boom. Hopefully you like Joe's waving because get over and, su and subscribe to his channel, folks. Obviously subscribe to everybody here. Uh, but I want to thank you so much. My God, I got goosebumps uh, just uh, talking about that because wow, 1100 plus people for Breakfast at Boom is a record. And my goodness, uh, if you're new, of course, I want to say welcome with open arms. Come over. I give you a virtual hug because, you know, six feet and all. Uh, and uh, I would would highly appreciate you subbing the channel. I just crossed 7,000 subs, which is a big deal for this very small program. And um, listen, if you're here and you're enjoying the banter, please, please, please consider hitting the subscribe button. And more importantly, hitting the like button if you are enjoying it. Uh, I do super, super appreciate that. Um, but let's get into the next topic. And listen, when you say the words... Mass Effect Trilogy, everyone, and I really mean everyone, and again, folks, I get goosebumps not very easily. Things need to arouse me, and this is one of those things. Not in the way that you're thinking. This is not a sexual thing. We're talking about just goosebumps. Oh, yeah. No, I know hey, there you go. Yeah, I had to throw that in there. Uh, the, the Mass Effect Trilogy <laughs> is something that we have all been asking for. It is something that uh, it almost seems like an enigma why it hasn't happened well tomorrow the cast is reuniting for to celebrate n7 day and n7 day is always has been november 7th and they are coming together for uh uh i i guess uh, you know a, a gathering or, or a celebration but there's something more to it now i'll say this N7 is always celebrated by Bioware. It's always celebrated by the cast of characters that we know we grew to know and love from the Normandy. Uh, we, we, you know, obviously the voice actor that uh, played Commander Shepard is going to be there up front and personal with everybody. And they always celebrate today, but this day, tomorrow, is something special. And, and, and Bioware's Mass Effect trilogy is one of those IPs, at least in my opinion, that is considered a prized jewel of gaming. It is one of those trilogies. Now, again, granted, it may not be everyone's thing, and I get it. I absolutely get it. But those characters transcended three games, and it is very far and few between where you can say that that trilogy, that particular one, needs an HD version. And I think that based on what's going to happen tomorrow, EA is going to announce that it's coming to next-gen consoles with all of that gloss and that polish. And, I, and of course, I believe it's going to come to the Xbox One and PS4 as well. But I think that we're going to see what 
Mass Effect could, could potentially look like on next-gen consoles? Because we know that they're working on a next Mass Effect. That's not Andromeda 2. I don't know if it's going to be a return of Shepard, if it's going to technically be Mass Effect 4 or Mass Effect Rebirth or whatever they're going to call it. But they could potentially... Again, you know, there's always that you can always redcon something. They've done it in Star Wars. They've done it in tons of other uh, of, of franchises to somehow bring Shepard back, and he had to collect the crew again. And it was some some other threat that they're going to take. Who who knows? But we're talking about the trilogy remaster. Uh, I'm going to go to Crispy Bomb first on this. Now, again, I don't know what your affection is for this particular franchise. But this is this is a franchise that when you just say the words Mass Effect, some people really get super excited. Now, when you talk about Andromeda, eh, not so much, but the trilogy is what we're talking about. And I think the world is going to go crazy if tomorrow this cast gets together with Bioware and announces the trilogy coming out potentially as 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 soon as this year what what are your thoughts on this boomy now i never played any of them so okay no that's all right that's fine that's fine that's fine somebody had to do it but but uh honestly this sounds like a good thing for me now because you know i think i've said it before you know my interest was in uh the gears trilogy back when mass effect was uh coming out and you know, I really uh, absorbed myself into that. Obviously, even my uh, gamer pick can show you that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> but but now that, you know, kind of Gears is, is settled down, I, I'm gaming more throughout, you know, I'm doing different games nowadays. I have a, a better prefla with the Game Pass that I can go and, and look at these games that I didn't play. And now they're going to get remaster, remakes, and I've never played them to begin with. It's a brand new game to me. So, yeah, I'm yes. excited. You know what I mean? Uh, and, it, and it's up my alley. It's third person, you know, and it's it's definitely cover based. It's, it's very up my alley. So it is very. I tell you something, you know, it's funny you should say all of that because it is exactly what you love about the Gears franchise. There is I mean, obviously, it's an RPG. So there's there's a heavy emphasis on customization. And, and, and but but you knowing you personally you love character development you love story development and if anything is just oozing with all of that it's the mass effect trilogy and you know what i'm going to be honest with you i'm not even going to front i'll say it publicly i'm almost jealous of you that you're going to get a chance <laughs> to experience this in the best fidelity on the best on the most powerful console with the best controller and you're going to get all of this wrapped together with all of the DLC, not having to wait for anything. And it's probably only going to cost about 60 bucks. Now, of course, if there's a collector's edition, you could rest assured that Boom is going to make sure that he sinks down the money to get it. But that is pretty awesome, dude. I mean, I, like I said, dude, I think that you as a Gears fan who appreciates what it takes to tell a story is really going to enjoy this. I think so. And I think, you know, it's, it's time to... It's time to try out different games, and luckily for me, I have never played it. And you know, I'm not one of them people that goes through a story multiple times. It's just not my type of. I'm not that type of gamer. Like I'll go through once and enjoy it, and and you know, move on from it. But the, clearly, this has a lot more content. You know, uh, with customization and stuff that you know, I, I've spent I've spent 
days upon days on fallouts and stuff like that. So I'm sure I'm one of them OCD people. I need everything. <laughs> I need it all. So I, I will be I will be trying to get everything and be be a god by the time you walk out the door. You know, <laughs> dude. I, I I listen. There's there's so much to do. I mean, this is and it's crazy that I, what I, there's a couple of things that I'm hoping happens from this. And Joe, I want to go to you next on this, Joe, because obviously you are our resident mm-hmm. Star Wars fan, much like myself. Uh, and of course, I'm going to show my age. I saw Star Wars in in the theaters. I was yeah, I was a kid. My parents took me, and it was hero. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I, I know. <laughs> but this is there's a couple of things that I hope happen here. Uh, one, I want this to be real, and I think it is. Like I honestly, in my heart of hearts, and I don't have any inside information. I wish I did because I would just come out and say it. I would spoil it. I'm like, hey, it's confirmed because I'm so excited for it. But with that said. There are two things I hope happen. One, it's real. But two, if this is real, and if it's going to sell the way I think it's going to sell, Joe, and I think that you think it's going to sell, there could be a resurgence of EA's brains to potentially release the Dead Space trilogy. Very, very nice uh, lightsaber, by the way. Uh, this is one to one movie replica. This is a master version of it. Nice, man. Very nice. That's very, very quality stuff. Yeah. Um, but my my point is that if this does well, and I think it's gonna be it's gonna do ridiculous numbers. I mean, I'm talking like new game, like Call of Duty numbers. That's what I think it's going to do because damn it's mass effect and it's going to be done in hd and it's going to have all the bells and whistles and i can't wait if again if it's real but if it is real and it does gangbuster numbers we could see a resurgence in something like the dead space franchise that has been a dead ip we could get that trilogy and i would buy it like it was brand new again first of all what is your excitement for the potential of a mass effect next gen trilogy being announced tomorrow well first i got gunk on this and i'm now very upset because it's 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 kind of dried on gunk and i don't like i don't even know how it came where, where it came from <laughs> um so i'll say it it's the, the trilogy's coming oh tomorrow afternoon you're gonna see it. it's gonna blow your mind you're gonna be excited we're all gonna be excited next year we're gonna play it we're all gonna love it again uh that's that, it's assured um so, yeah, for me, I have an interesting relationship with Mass Effect because the first one's controls I couldn't get into, so I'm glad to rumor has it uh, that they're going to have a whole, like, re, like redo yes. uh, uh, combat they, they went system. in they, and they retuned all of the yeah. controls, especially in one. Yeah. Um, Mass Effect 2 is my favorite, one Mind of my Joe. favorite RPGs just ever. It's so, it's so good. It's almost near perfect to me. Um, and Mass Effect 3 kind of, it, it was, it was fine. <laughs> so like, yeah, um, I, I really love 2. Three, 3 got a little bit too like action, less RPG for me. But I, I know how much this, this means to people. So I think it's going to sell like gangbusters. I think the reason why they didn't release it in October is probably, probably they're, they're a, they want to patch out the first game a bit more and B probably get us PS five and Xbox series versions of this game as well, or at least like a rough patch for it. Um, but if, if this sells well, 
Uh, I think we're going to get way more Mass Effect. I don't know necessarily if it equates to uh, Dead Space. I wish it would. I, I wish, I hope that they take their back catalog and they, they throw it and go, hey guys, you, you remember this game when you play it again? Um, I'm less sure on Dead Space because even if it is like remade, who's remaking it? Because, you know, Visceral's done, unfortunately. Yeah, so, they sure are. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for, like for me, it, it would it would kind of suck. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I just don't trust EA. So I, I'm excited for this. I just don't give me hope, Boom. That's all I'm saying. Don't you know what? Hope, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I can't say that we're going to get a Dead Space trilogy uh, yeah. HD. I, I, I can't even suggest, suggest such a thing. What I can say is that we are probably getting a Mass Effect trilogy, and and not to sound like you know like poo poo and anything. If that is all we got, I would be happier than a pig in shit. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, because I've been asking for this. I think that I am not the only one. Uh, you know, speaking of Mass Effect Two, there is a particular achievement that it, I, I'm like I'm I like trophies, but I mm-hmm. love achievements. And I love rare achievements. And I'm not talking about, oh, you know, stab, stab 300 people in the neck. That's not, that's not a great achievement. It, it is what it is. You know, you see the little golden, uh, the, the, the diamond palm up. You're like, oh, I stabbed 300 people. This is great. No. <laughs> what got me off the couch? What had me, and I have eight-foot ceilings. I'm a six-foot man. What had me literally almost bang my head on the top of the ceiling, jump off the couch, is when I got the achievement for the final mission in two and having every one of my crew members survive Mm -hmm. it is one of my crown jewel achievements i'm closing in on three hundred thousand, so i have a lot of them but that particular one is one that i literally almost hit the ceiling legitimately almost hit the ceiling so i am going to be through the roof excitement excited i should say if I'm a, if this comes to fruition, and like I said, I have a good, strong feeling that it's going to. Dreadpool, let's let's get your opinion on this. I don't know where Mass Effect sits for you. I, I don't know if you're a fan, if you never like 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 uh, Crispy never played it, or something that you were like ho hum about. But are you happy to know that the millions of fans that have been asking for this HD remaster could potentially get their wish tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time? I'm ecstatic. You know what I mean? Anytime anybody gets what they want like that when it comes to a game, it doesn't matter what anybody else doesn't like about it. Those that actually love these games, the lore behind this game, you know what I mean? I'm ecstatic for them. So I've always been a fan. I, I played the first one. Obviously, never beat it. I just It was just too time-consuming for me at the time when I was uh, in that at that time that it came out. So there's other things going on you know i was too busy partying <laughs> to, to, to invest that much time in there you know but at the same time i've always been a fan of it you know i just haven't been able to get back into it and i refuse to play two and three until i finish one okay there's so no wrong with that i'm, I'm kind of like on the crispy side where when i get a chance to to actually get into it with next gen and sit down and hopefully i can finish one and then i can get into two uh it, it's going to be awesome you know so I'll get to experience it yet again for the first time. Uh, but like I said, I, I'm happy for, for it to come back. It's, it's good to see if it does to see that come back because I'm hoping maybe when the remaster is there, it they'll fix one it, it, to have more like uh, 
two slash three control style. But I know that's not how the game is. But you know, I'm just hoping. Well, I mean, I, I again, the rumor has been one of the biggest complaints with one is that it didn't have controls like two. Two controlled, perfect. Uh, three yep. for some people were a little bit more actiony, which I didn't mind it to be honest with you. Same as Dead Space Three, I enjoyed the action aspect. A lot of people didn't dig it. That's fine, but it seems that's a bad opinion. If, boom, that's a bad opinion. That, <laughs> <laughs> but it definitely seems like uh, two uh, uh, Mass Effect Two was the control scheme that they were going to bring to one. Now, if that, it, in fact, is the case, you know what My I heard? God, that's going to be awesome. You know what I heard? They're going to bring Tim Allen, Courtney Weaver. Tony Shalhoub, and they're going to build a side quest. I would be okay with that, to be honest with you. I, <laughs> I actually, I, I like, I like, actually quite like Galaxy Quest, to be honest. It's one of my favorite films. It's silly, it's it, but I, I quite enjoyed that. So yeah, I'm good for that. Dude, I remember that as a kid. <laughs> right? Deadpool, you, you, you brought me back on that one. I literally like, bam! I, I teleported myself to '96, and I'm just watching I'm, that as a kid. I was just waiting for people to be like. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, that that's that's actually well. Listen, good, good, definitely good thing. Uh, uh, a good, good choice there, and I would take that as a side mission, even if it was just for fun. Um, real quick, before Wilmy Hood, before I get to you, brother, let me just thank two people. We have uh, uh gamer by choice drops a very generous and outstanding ten dollars super chat, and he says this: "Hey, boom and panel, thank you for being awesome and encouraging gaming. I love the banter and passion you all show about gaming. I cannot wait till next week. Everyone, hit that like button, like and sub buttons. Oh, dude, thank you so much for not only the channel promotion and support, but thank you for the awesome compliment and the generosity. I truly." Truly appreciate it. Uh, and Dan the Man Cunningham drops a very generous $5 super chat. And he says, Mass Effect has some of the best character development and interaction of all time. Get off your ass and play it, Crispy. If you like Star Trek, you're definitely going to dig it. So, yeah, I, I think all it's right. right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so, Wilmy, listen, I, again, you're not a man that has a lot of time on your hands. And we know that because you are not only a grandpa, but you're a husband and you run uh, several businesses. But does Mass Effect Trilogy HD do anything for you? Is that a, is that a franchise that uh, uh, coming back in a big way excites you? Not at all. Okay, yeah, I, I, I figured as much, <laughs> but I had to ask the question. Dead Space would be a different story, but Mass Effect... Well, I that's because it's horror, of course. Of I course. just could not, I just couldn't get into Mass Effect, and I did try. Okay, I mean, listen, that's that's very fair. And obviously, if, if it was um, Dead Space we were talking about, you'd have a whole conversation, because you obviously are a horror uh, kind of a dude anyway. But you know what? I, I want to I get into... The biggest topic of the day. Now, again, if you're if you're new to the channel and you've been waiting for this based on the headline, we had to get through the small topics, otherwise, we would have never gotten to them. And now we're going to be talking about the Xbox Series X and S reviews that poured in yesterday. And you know, look, I I'll say this. When when with Xbox releasing in 36 regions in just four days, oh, by the way, uh, the gaming media was tasked to put out their reviews prior to the weekend. And for a lot of reasons, for a business point of view, but for the gamers who have been waiting to hear. Now, we've heard from many, many people in our community, like Dealer Gaming, like Colt Eastwood, like Randall Thor, who got their consoles early and have been doing videos and updating us 
on, of course, how awesome uh, the uh, the console is, and you know they've they've had something to say about the launch lineup, and and I think that's a very very fair uh, you know judgment. And the lineup uh, for me, it's super, still super exciting. I mean, of course, I would love Halo there. But I'm going to be pl- playing Bright Memory. I'm going to be playing Tetris. I'm going to be playing the Falconeer and several of the smaller titles that maybe, maybe people would overlook. I'm not going to overlook them. And obviously, because I'm playing on the X, all of the third-party games like Watch Dogs, like Assassin's Creed, like Dirt that I'm getting are all going to look amazing and run amazing. But what I did to try and, you know, to... to to have a conversation that is uh, that's that's not only relevant but makes sense to the conversation that we're going to have about the reviews, I pulled several reviews from multiple publications. I believe I pulled about five of them, and I'm just going to go over some of them, and then of course we're going to get into what the panel thinks. We're going to get into what the chat thinks, and uh, the first one comes to us uh, from Jez Corden, who I just talked about of Windows Central. And he had some pretty interesting things to say about the Series X. And here are his some of his quotes. He says, the Xbox Series X is a spectacular console. Every aspect of it is dripping with love of a massive team that clearly cared about every millimeter, every line of code that was poured into this monolithic hole. Waiting for the full-blown feature set of RDNA 2 may cost Microsoft the sales race in quarter four. But those who are lucky enough to get their hands on it, the Xbox Series X is a console gaming. Uh, it is console gaming at its most excellent and most refined. He goes on to say, in terms of the ecosystem, the Xbox Series X is attached to. There is still a legitimate question to be asked about Microsoft's ability to deliver high-quality, photorealistic AAA exclusive games. This is one area Microsoft's competition thoroughly wins both in mindshare and consistency. There are signs that the tide is about to shift in Microsoft's direction with the purchase of ZeniMax Media alongside a promising library of upcoming Xbox games from both first-party and third-party developers. So I'm not going to read the other reviews until I get what the panel has to say, and that's how we're going to break it down. And if we get to all of them, great. But at, at the end of the at the end of the conversation, we are going to give our thoughts and opinions on how the media has handled the coverage of the Series X and S. And of course, I'm going to start first with Crispy Bomb. Uh, this was, I mean, again, listen, just, just this is only a, a snippet of the uh, review. Now, just for shits and giggles, and I wasn't sure if anyone would be interested, every one of these uh, articles that I pulled, I have added to the show notes. So if you want to read the, uh, you know, uh, these these uh, reviews yourself, it's one click of the button. When, this, when the show goes live, you, it's going to be there for you to click on it and you can read it in all its glory. And then you can, you know, obviously agree or disagree with the reviewer, but that then becomes your choice for you. Crispy. Do what, what do you think on Jez Corden's anal- uh, analysis of the series X? Well, I mean, he's fair. I mean, we don't really have any exclusives yet. Uh, if they're, if you honestly think they're not coming, you need to just look at the 23 studios and just uh, smack yourself in the head and go, Hey, yeah, yeah, they're coming. Um, so that's fair. I mean, if that's your only critique, I'm excited. I'm excited as, as can be at this point. Uh, you know, 
what we're going to get is something we've never experienced. And I think that's that's what you you want in a next gen machine. And, you know, I feel like, you know, even the sites that would normally kind of go at Xbox in a different, you know, more negative light have even been more positive than I'm used to. So I, I think we're in for something special. I think uh, a lot of people that love the exclusives that are already there are just going to experience them even better. Um, you know, it, a lot of people ignore the fact that Xbox has a lot of games that are multiplayer centric. So a lot of people are still playing these games now. So why not experience it as the best fidelity at a higher frame rate, uh, optimize some of them with ultra settings coming, you know, it, it, they're not completely ready to just give us everything. But as Phil said in the interview that uh, boom knows what I'm talking about, it, it's, it's very interesting his confidence level and, and how he feels that he's they're so far ahead of, of any launch they've ever been in. And that, that really excites me. It makes, it makes someone like me who kind of usually waits, like I sometimes I've waited a year to get the next console. Um, I'm more inclined to get it as soon as I possibly can. And for me, that's something that means a lot because usually I'm just like, Oh, I'm, I'm fine with what I have. And even with a one X one X is capable, but, what series X is bringing is, is just incredible. And it's something that I wanted to experience not being a PC gamer for, you know, a long period of time. And the, you know, it's just, we're going to see a lot more coming out as, as people actually, I, I want to hear the actual people, not just these, these sites, these reviewers. I want to hear the actual people's thoughts on this and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Let's get Dreadpool. Dreadpool, you you know you have a a good uh, technical eye for these kind of things. What what were your thoughts on Jez's uh, breakdown of the Series X and his review? Oh, it wasn't bad. I mean, he he took it, explained it. You know, it, it was good. You know, it, it was uh, there was no you know favoritism or animosity towards it. You know, just uh, to me, it seemed cut and dry. I already know so much about it that I didn't really, you know, I skimmed through it and it was like, yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. And just kind of, all right, cool. You know, just walked away with it. Like, all right, you know, uh, so there was no like, oh my God, I can't believe he said this or, or, or did I learn anything new? But it, it, it was good for those that did not know anything about it or do as much research as we do. And it explained a lot for them. Yeah, you know? no, so, I, I agree. Uh, All right. Well, let's uh, let, let's get uh, let's bring uh, Mr. Bad Bit into the conversation. Uh, Joe, when when you hear uh, Jez Corden, who obviously works for Windows Central, which is yeah. a Microsoft uh, uh, based uh, you know website, uh, mm -hmm. I th I thought he was fair. What what were your thoughts on what Jez had to say? You know, there's a reason why I I um, I, I, I listened to Jez and I listened to Jeff uh, Grubb's review. Yeah, Jeff, um, Jeff I, you know what? I didn't pull Jeff, man. I forgot about Jeff's. His was actually quite good. Yeah. So for for me and um, and strong, like Luke actually recommended it, it to me. Um, you know, both of them had a very grounded, realistic take on what these consoles do uh, or, or what the console is capable of. Um, and for me, I, 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 I appreciate Jez because yeah, when you say Windows Central, like it is a Windows like focused thing. You know, you you really don't see like you don't see that in a lot of places, right? Even like with like PlayStation stuff as well. Like I don't, you know, I don't see 
push square, you know what I mean? Like bashing PlayStation or anything like that, or being overly critical. Being cri- well, even being fairly yeah. critical, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's that's the thing that I appreciate as a content creator that tries to do that as well, um, is to see uh, people like Jez do it. Look, it's. I think his. I think his criticisms are valid. You know, um, I think when he's just like, yeah, they still need to prove themselves. Like, you know, what Crispy was saying. Like, they bought twenty three studios. Okay, now let's see how how these studios deliver. Um, yeah. I think that's that's that is literally the only thing that um, that I think Microsoft needs to prove. They've already proven they have the better box. Now they need to prove that they have the, the experience. Again, at the end of the day, it is a video that. game yeah. system, Joe. So that they yeah. need the games. So I, I appreciate him. You know, look because we can see that going. Oh yeah, twenty three. That means there's going to be quality there. And it doesn't technically mean that one bit. They need. They still need to prove themselves in that regard. Um, and to me, I think that was a, 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 a fair criticism. Now, I have great faith that every first-party game is going to hit it out of the park. Um, you know, I'm so pumped for Fable and Avowed. Um, so for me, that review really did sell me hope on the brand more than anything. Going, you know what? If I want the tech that's right here, I'm getting it. And when Jez mentions Bethesda, if I want those first-person RPGs, open worlds... I'm, I'm, this box has promise. I yeah. think that's what he was selling. I think he was selling optimism where, where, you know, when he says that critique of like games aren't here yet, but like rest assured that they're, they're coming. So I, I really liked it. I think it's also the same uh, critique. I think Jason Schreier said about both consoles as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I really dug it, man. I like it. Yeah, I, I um, listen. Uh, unfortunately, Jason Schreier was always still going to be Jason Schreier. He uh, that's true. He, he puts his foot <laughs> in his mouth uh, every chance. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up because I'm I'm going to probably talk about it next. Again, we we, we have to talk about everything. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Wilmy Hood, let me get your opinion on this, brother. I I know that you're. I think you said you're getting two or three of them. I I don't know. Well, you're getting a lot of consoles and and they're, they're for you. So obviously this review doesn't matter, but what were your thoughts on what Jez had to say? I agreed. I mean, too many people, man, put too much faith in these reviews by people. And I agree. Yeah. The, the consoles are pretty much just like games. Most of it's subjective. As long as the thing's not catching fire or burning my house down, I don't really care. (laughs) Uh, But I mean, primarily I'm a PC gamer. I just bought the 3090 for my PC. Wow. I spent more on a PC than most people spend on their first car. So to me, sometimes I just like to, to play a console. So to me, none of these consoles are going to be even remotely close to the power of my computer. And so it's a win for me either way. So... Well, I mean, obviously, look, I, I see, unlike unlike you, I, I've never experienced, because I know, Joe, you have a good PC. I, I know several people on the panel actually have great PCs and rigs, as, as they're called. I don't. I, I run this show off of, a, of Surface Pro 4. I probably should have a rig. I just, A, would know how to build it, number one. And two, I know I would not use it. It would be used for cutting videos and producing this show i would never use it for games because i'm just i've never been a pc gamer i've always been a console guy and for me this is a very exciting time because i'm going to get a chance to experience stuff that yeah sure people have already experienced that seen 
Destiny running at 60 frames per second or might have played Gears 5 in ultra settings on their PC. Oh, and it's glorious. It oh, absolutely <laughs> is glorious. And and, and 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 I cannot wait to actually get into it. But I, I do want to talk about Jason Schreier. And I'm not going to be rude. I, I think he's a pompous ass, which is why Can I be rude? Can I be rude? Or you, you, you could be a hundred percent rude. You can say whatever okay. you want. You can even curse if you want. But Jason Schreier is the biggest douchebag in gaming. There's, I mean, hands down. I'm sorry. Yeah, he, he, no, he no, he, he, he absolutely is a d bag for sure. As a matter of fact, I talked about. I actually, someone had posted this particular tweet of his, and I said politically correctly, of course, that this is the exact reason why he is not respected by his peers in the industry that he is, that he's in as, as journalists. Uh, he's not respected by the gaming community, without a doubt. And more importantly, and I think this, this should really be the cherry on top of this shit Sunday that I would serve him, is that he's not respected by the development community because he's a rat. And I don't like him. Uh, I, had a, I had tempted to have a, a grown man conversation with him, and he blocked me because I did call him a pompous ass. And he was being a pompous ass. He was putting himself on a very high pedestal that he shouldn't because I think he's a jackass. But this is what he had to say about the Series X review. Let, let, let me let me pull it up. And I'm doing something I don't like to do, folks. I'm pulling it up on my phone, which is terribly unprofessional. But I'm going to read to you anyway. He says this. The Xbox Series X review. Sleek. Minimal loading screens. Zero. In capitals. Games that I can't that that can't be played on either platforms. If you skipped a lot of old Xbox games, or want to play AC Valhalla at 60 FPS, cool. Otherwise, not a lot of reasons to buy one yet. And he, I don't even want to give this asshole any more clout than he deserves because he doesn't deserve it. So I'm not going to go into the rest of his ridiculous shenanigans. I do want to go to Wilmy Hood first on this because Wilmy, obviously, you are the rudest of them all, and I love you about that. Uh, but when you hear, listen, I, and I've said this before, I I understand he works now for a big publication. Now I don't know what happened with Kotaku. Did they fire him? Did he leave? Did he, you know, did they he come home, come in one day and his locker was clipped? I don't know. I don't know yeah, what happened was, with Kotaku. He um, uh, Bloomberg sniped him. That's yeah, why. That's, that's fine. Bloomberg is the Bloomberg is Bloomberg. That's fine. <laughs> Um, I, but he has always, and I think everybody that we have almost th still over 1200 people here would agree with me. He has always gone out of his way to try and cut the legs out under for Microsoft, no matter what they do, they could find a cure for cancer and he would find something wrong with them doing that. So he is obviously not he's not a respected uh, member of the uh, of of the gaming media for sure but he's also one that uses his position to push for or shill for another company. Now whether he's getting those Sony shill checks I can't say and I'm not even going to assume that that's the case. But who knows? Corruption is in every corner of the world. Uh Wilmy what are your thoughts on his ridiculous comment as always? Jason Schreier is that stupid ass that nobody wanted to put on their team in school. And he's, he's felt bad about that his entire life. And now he takes it out on the gaming community. Yep. Uh, the guy, man is just, he's over the top and he has a thing for CD project red. Yes. Um, and he's actually been blocked by a lot of developers 
Yes. Because he, he tends to leak info that's not true. Ubisoft will not allow him. And I mean, there's what, three or four other companies that doesn't even want him around. And the bad part, he has set an example for some of the other game journalists. Uh, but matter of fact, we're going to get into that later with another person from Gotaku. Um, yeah. I don't even read their shit anymore, dude, because it's it's as bad as the real news. It's clickbait, and that's what they're wanting you to do. And Jason is so worried about selling his boring-ass book that that's what it's all became. And I actually read a few articles on Bloomberg until I found out Jason went there. At that point, I unfollowed them. I don't go to their site anymore because he'll probably do the same thing at Bloomberg. He'll drive them in the ground like he did Kotaku because Kotaku became a running joke. And yep. he's going to do the same thing to Bloomberg because the guy has no credibility. He's a oh, pompous ass. He shouldn't have blocked you for that. He should have thanked you because I've got I've said far <laughs> worse things to him than that. Well, I listen, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I, 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 I enjoy having a heavy opinion. I also enjoy being a really good guy, and I can express that by doing it a different way. Now, I'm not saying anyone's way is right or wrong. I'm saying the way that I have always been is to is to do it the politically correct way. Now, that does piss people off, sure, but you know what? I definitely got to give you props because good on you for telling him. I, I again, I I didn't care whether he blocked me for calling him pompous ass, but I think after it's all said and done, I would have rather used very explicit curse words. But then again, it, he wouldn't have probably read it anyway. So it, it, again, I, I don't. I certainly don't blame you. And you know something? Not reading Bloomberg, I, I don't really think you're missing too much. I mean, I do. And they do. The irony is, of all the people this dude has blocked, I'm actually not on the list. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. All in due time, friend. All in yeah, due all time. In yeah, due time. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. You know what? Let's get Joe on, in on the conversation here. Sure. Uh, again, this this is not a surprising uh, dig at Xbox. Like I said, he, you know, the, the, let me just say this: he's very bitchy, and I don't mean that in, in in a derogatory way. I mean, I just mean that that's how he is. He when he has a a distaste for someone, something, or a company, he does his due diligence to be an a hole. And this is another perfect example of him just proving our point what what are your thoughts on his ridiculous comments well this is his comment on the playstation 5 the playstation 5 is an impressive machine but even with its advancements and standout controller it's hard to rec recommend the purchase of a console this year whether it's a new playstation or xbox most gamers could be better served waiting a year or two by then hardware will probably be available at discount and there should be a decent library of games you can't play it anywhere. So he doesn't recommend a PlayStation either. Yeah, and, um, and, 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 that, and that's why I would also, once again, say that his, 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 his relevance is minute. Because you one could argue, one could easily argue that uh, because you can't play Demon Souls on the PlayStation right. 4, you might want to get a PlayStation 5. If you want to play the better version of, yeah. of Miles Morales, you would get a PlayStation 5. And more importantly, Joe, if you want to play Game of the Year 2020 in Bug Snacks, oh, right. you could no. do that in, in, in all its glory 
<laughs> no, all jokes aside, I mean, I, 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 yeah, no jokes aside. Kyle, my 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 co-host Kyle, he's like, did you get us a bug snacks code? I want to play bug snacks. I'm gonna I play bug snacks. I'm being serious. Well, I'm gonna play it day one. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I'm playing bug snacks. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, listen. Here's the thing. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, how can I say it? Because uh, I'm I'm not as blunt as Womi, but I will. Um, you know, I lost a lot of respect for him when he started, um, shit with Paris a few weeks back Yeah, of like, well, it was you can't, yeah. yeah, you can't be critical of a cyberpunk because they got, gave you a chair bullshit. Um, and where it's just like, yeah, well, how can you be critical of a PlayStation? You just got one. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's provided to you. So I don't, I don't get where you're, I don't get where your shtick is guy. Um, no, I don't like that. He 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 is he is pompous. He he does think he's above everyone. I don't think it's even a god complex either. I just think he's um not personable one bit, and he's no. unapologetic in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to an extent, I respect that, dude. Like, if you're gonna be like, listen, if you're just gonna embrace being a douchebag and be like, no, this is how I think. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. Cool. Like, that's that's the way you want to be. That's the way you want to be. And again. Cool, I guess. Um, for me, yeah, it, it's really look. He's brought up some important issues, and we've had important conversations. It's the reason why he's relevant. The reason why he's relevant. The reason why Bloomberg took him is because he was writing stories that literally, literally lifted Kotaku up to what it is right now. Right, like the traffic that that man can get is insane, and he is probably as much as he's disliked, also probably one of the most clicked. Uh, 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 you know, authors there is. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of him as of late because of the way he just talks to people is just not even unprofessional. It's it's like, it is, it is yeah, yeah. yeah it's, and, and like you know, uh, I saw, I saw him attack Liana uh, Rupert of of Game Informer because she's just like, you know, yeah, Crunch is there, but like, not too many people mind. This is before they, you know, pushed it to December. And, and it's not as like crazy from what my sources are are saying about Jason. And then just Jason just unleashed the hounds on her. And so like, yeah, I, I don't like that bullish. I like China in the bull shop attitude of like, I'm untouchable. You're all kind of beneath me attitude. And the way that he feels about, you know, enthusiast press like ourselves is just like, you know, I'm better than you. Cause I took four years of journalism and I, I'm not a big fan of that. So yeah, I it, look to me. I think what's the most important is what you said earlier. Find places that you like the reviewer, and not yes. so much that like you you can agree with everything they yep. say. But like, if you're seeing a review out there by someone, you got to kind of at this point, what's happened with reviews is you kind of have to gel with that person's personality, and you get an idea what they're into and what they're about. And so if you're just like, oh yeah, this this reviewer is similar to my my tastes here, then you're going to get the review that you're looking for more than trying to prove a right you know thing. So to me it's about and I think what you said earlier is like finding the outlets that are good for you. Listen, if IGN's the outlet for you, fine, awesome, perfect, good for you. If if Gamebolt is, fine, awesome, perfect, good for you. You got to find yeah. what mm-hmm. your tastes are, you know. And 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 we're lucky because Honestly, there's so much awesome content creators, writers, you know, whatever have you, uh, personality out there that you you can, you know, kind of what, what Crispy said, 
listen to the people. This yeah. is just giving you a snapshot of what you can expect. When, when oh. your favorite creator gets the, the hands on that console, you'll know. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and, and you, can tr- you can trust what they're saying, even if they're going to be critical, but critical in a professional manner, not critical because they're looking to just be the most voiceurist or, or, or the loudest, if you will. Uh, great, great stuff, as always, Joe. Oh, Christy, and let, let me... Yeah, uh, yeah, better, yeah. What, what do you got? Somebody, yeah, what do you got? somebody just posted... Here's a shocker. Our friend Jason has a new book coming out May the 11th of next year <laughs> called Press Reset. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Well, so there, that, that, that proves yeah. you, can, you can print anything and hope somebody buys it. Mm-hmm. And someone will buy it. I, I, I would imagine he's going to be giving that away at one of the Comic Cons or something on the corner, like a hooker. I think he should strap it to his back and put a sign on the front that says curb service and act like a little bitch he is. But that's, that's enough for me. No, listen, go crazy. It's perfectly fine. Crispy, let's let's get your raw take on Mr. Jason Schreier with his new May 11th book coming out. Uh, I mean, do you think do you think he proves to everyone once again that he is a boob? Uh, Mr. He doesn't deserve that. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> uh, this guy thinks if you read his writing, this guy thinks he's Zeus uh, throwing lightning bolts at people like this. It, it, he's he's just he's absurd in, in the way he writes it, it it comes off negative even in in written word and you know he does this constantly he really he pushes a narrative in his writing that is just it's horrible thought process um it's completely subjective and not objective at all and this is exactly how he gets those clicks and it, it's just crazy that people continue to uh to go to him to find out any type of news. I, I just, I don't understand it. It's, it's, it's ludicrous. Um, he just, he needs to just go away, go write his books and stop talking about gaming in general. Like if somebody really wants to read your words, they'll go buy your book and have a good day. Cause I'm sick of seeing him. <laughs> um, he, he would be more suited he, for uh, like the food network or something. Give him a cooking show or something like that. You know no, no, he's, he's he just deserves. He could go. He could go sell his book on QVC. Have a good day. Uh, yeah, it, exactly. It, it's the whole point. Like that, he's just he's so disingenuous, in my opinion, that I can't even take him seriously anymore. And you know, like he bring he brought up that like like for example that cyberpunk article. If you actually read the darn thing. You could just—I just don't think he likes cyberpunk, or he just doesn't want to like it, or he wants it to do bad or something. Like it's—it's it's hurting well, his. Oh, he—he uh, he, he can hate it all he wants. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be game of the year next year because it can't be picked this year. But it potentially through other publications. I guess that's just Jeff Keighley's thing. So it could potentially yeah. win game of the year this year on all of the major publications. I expect it to. To be honest with you, but again, it just goes to show you his irrelevance towards. The, uh, the actual industry as a whole. Again, I understand he has broken some big stories, but his his brashness and his his uh, reluctance to treat other human beings like human beings is why he is, in my opinion, and will always remain an irrelevant piece of shit. Pardon my French. Yeah, and I, I mean, it's, just, it's <laughs> incredible that he continues to act this way and he continues to get away with it, and I just don't understand yeah. it. I agree. To me, my problem isn't isn't his reporting. My 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 problem is how he treats people. And it's yes, kind of shitty. his human being side seems to be as human as a piece of a tin can, yeah. which is again a, a robot. So yeah, yeah. I again I, I 
I, I don't I, I don't use his work. Someone brought this to my attention. I read it. I was a little annoyed by it. I wasn't surprised. So I decided to say, let's bring it up into conversation. Let's see what the people have to say. And and uh, moving on after this one to another one that's a little bit of a head scratcher uh, in regards to reviews or articles. Yeah, uh, we're going to get to Dreadpool. Uh, Dreadpool. I mean, listen, I, I know you're going to have something brash to say, and for good reason. What What are your thoughts on his latest comments? Well, his latest comments actually helped me decide that when the pandemic happens again, this, this come around and we lose our toilet paper, I'm going to supply him all the money he needs so I can buy his books because nobody else is buying them. <laughs> and I'm going to use them for the my white. toilet paper. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Now, great so, analogy. No, yeah, but... <laughs> I agree with everybody. the 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 way his attitude is, and the way he treats other people, that he's high and mighty, and you know, I, I'm not into the cancel culture thing. I don't, I don't buy it. But at the same time, I think there is a certain responsibility when you have something like that to call them out ethically for what they've done. Not, you know, what I mean, like some some people just sit there and uh, I don't like this because of this because he said this about a particular topic or brand you know what i mean and then they want to cancel i don't believe that i believe the way he treats people is what's causing him to fall into something like that where where you would consider a cancel culture it's it's not, let's not cancel him let's make sure that he understands what he's doing is wrong and hopefully he will fix it and otherwise he will cancel himself and this is what's going on we're not canceling him he's he's putting himself into the situation where Kotaku was not respected anymore because of him. Bloomberg is losing its respect immediately, basically, as soon as he went there. Uh, you know, so it, it's just he's doing it to himself. He needs to grow up and be a man, you know what I mean, and treat people with respect. And if you have a difference of opinion, so be it. Blocking somebody because they called you out for being stupid and, and saying something that didn't deserve to be said for whatever reason, that's that's a little childish. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, and again, he just goes to show you how unprofessional he certainly can be. But I want to bring up a story. Now, look, here's the thing. I want this to be understood that this is not a poke. This is not, this is not, uh, this is, we're going to handle this in the most professional manner possible. Um, but keeping Kotaku in the conversation, <laughs> they, 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 uh, they, they, they did their review of the Series X. Now, I, I, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I, I might actually have it, but we're actually going to not talk about their review because if I remember correctly, I, th I think it was somewhat fair. There were some things that I, I didn't agree with, but it was fair, whatever. It's fine. It's the, it's the follow-up article that I want to bring into the conversation, and it's titled, Xbox Series X Has Too Many Horrifying Holes. Now, understand that the, 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 the woman that wrote this, and this is not to be taken lightly, folks, okay, has a legitimate phobia of holes. It's, it's an actual medical condition. So we're not clowning on that. That's, that's, that is, I want that to be understood that I want to handle this in a professional manner because ha someone, you, someone having a phobia is, is, a, is a terrible thing. Someone that, that actually would be something of, as afraid as something that it, we would pass on an everyday basis is, you know, is, is, is terrible. But I find it extremely odd and very perplexing 
and certainly head scratching that when we are supposed to be celebrating gaming, we're supposed to be celebrating the Xbox Series X for all of its prowess and the fact that Microsoft has gone out of their way to not only release one, but two consoles and find a way in, in one of the most un, uh, the uncertain financial times in the history of the world, find a way to allow gamers to not only be a part of the conversation if you're not upgrading because you can't afford it, but found a way to use the power and fi financial prowess of Microsoft to allow you to either invest in buying it outright or paying $35 for the X and $25 for the S respectively. See, that is why I have a problem with this particular article because none of that is being celebrated. None of that is being pushed up. What's being pushed up is a, 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 a title and a story that is irrelevant. Not her phobia is irrelevant. Her phobia is, is a serious thing. I just find it odd that this kind of story would be brought to light right after the review of the Series X. Again, we've known Kotaku to consistently go after Microsoft. Now, if they were using this platform to bring awareness to that particular phobia, and then on the bottom of this article say, if you would like to help donate to this, uh, this phobia to help people cope, to, to people who, who don't have insurance that might want to sit down and talk to someone or need medication, I would donate to something like that simply because it would be the right thing as a human being to do. What I dislike is how the energy levels are not the same thing. And I bring this up because one of the biggest complaints, and Joe, you talked about it before, that many people, including gamers, including early previewers, and the, the, the media have said about the PlayStation 5 is it's how large it is, that how big it is. Uh, and, and there's actually a phobia that people have called megala, uh, um, uh, uh, megalophobia where you are afraid of big things and big, like big buildings, big vehicles, big items triggers this. So it is an actual phobia, which again is a terrible thing. My question to the chat, which we have over, we still have over a thousand people here, which is fantastic. My, my, my uh, question to you. And of course, to the esteemed panel is will Kotaku, bring the same energy if someone in their office suffers from this same phobia talking about the size of the PlayStation 5? And the answer is, no, they won't. They won't do that because they will piss off Sony and Sony won't send them either the shill checks or e-early previews of games. And again, I'm not suggesting corruption. I'm saying that it exists. Are they corrupt? I don't know. But I just find the energy very different. So I want to go to Wilmy Hood who has a very, very unique way of putting things. <laughs> and I want to hear what you have to say about this article that literally was released right after the review article. Do you find it suspicious? Not at all, man, because it's Kotaku. I mean, what do you expect? They had to shut down their UK office already because just nobody's paying them any attention. And I'm not really shocked. It's going to continue. It's not going to stop. She probably was trained by Jason Schreier. For all we know, 
Um, but I mean, this is the same type of crap, you know, that comes from a lot of these people and some of the YouTubers in our community. You know, yep. this is this. I mean, this it's expected. You have to get clicks. You have to get people to read the article. If she would have just posted this anywhere else, it would have never got any attention or any traction. So that's why she posted. And it has absolutely nothing to do with the console because I'm pretty sure I've got a few of these PS5s ordered as well. I'm pretty sure there's going to be vent holes in the PS5. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure because my, my PC and all my consoles now have ventilation holes. That's kind of how you get air out. And I'm going to, you don't have to uh, block me, but I'm going to pretty much say she didn't experiment much in college. I'm out. Yeah. I mean, I, I see where you're going with it. I don't know if anyone's going to catch it like I did. I know you had some, uh, some, some funny things that nearly choked me before the show went live. So thank you for that. Definitely uh, still recovering from nearly choking on my coffee. Um, but uh, yeah, and you're right. You're absolutely right. This is something that w when it happens, you are not surprised because it is, in fact, Kotaku. Uh, Crispy, before I get to you, brother, let me just catch up a few of the Super Chats for, that have come in, and then I'll get your opinion on this. Uh, we have uh, Siko Yumi, and I think I pronounced that right. Finally, finally, I got it right. Drops an outstanding and very generous $2 Super Chat and says, Acquisitions, Yubi, waiting till the 10th to buy games. Look, I had it all pegged, we all did, that there was going to be some sort of a big announcement coming this Monday. I don't know if that, in fact, still is the case. We know that on the 10th, the broadcasts from Xbox are going to be celebrating around the world the launch of the Series X. They've already said that there's not going to be any new announcements there. Uh, I still am holding hope that there's going to be some sort of a scissor reel. And I have heard from a very, very strong source that I have used in the past that the Hellblade 2 trailer is ready to go. Now, is that going to drop Monday? I don't know. Would I like it to drop Monday? Sure. I would like a, a, a scissor reel showing some next-gen games running on the X right before the launch to get people uh, aware of, of the power of the console, show us some first-party bangers that we all want to see. I don't know if that's going to happen, but uh, thank you for the $2 Super Chat. We also have Reggie Mobile 9 who drops a very generous $5 Super Chat and says, great show from all of the star panel. Salute to y'all. Thanks, Mr. Boom, and thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, Effing Nuisance drops a very generous $5 Super Chat says, gaming is so important to me as it's made our bro brother and sister relationship. My, fa my favorite game to play with my bro was Fable. Good memories, and we still play today. That is awesome. I love hearing stories like that. Phil Brown drops a very generous $2 Super Chat says, the medium is delayed until January 28th. Damn it! I'm actually kind of happy and both saddened because... Nobody wants to go up against the medium. I mean, not the medium, uh, against Cyberpunk, which moved to the 10th. And I actually think that it's smart, but maybe they did it for a technical reason as well. Uh, January is shaping up to be a big, big month for games. I cannot wait. So, yeah, that's sad, but it's also uh, not something I wanted to hear. So, But thank you for the super chat, Phil. And more importantly, thank you for supporting Double Barrel Gaming. And uh, we, uh, we have one that just came in from Tommy Hatcher. He drops a $5 Super Chat and says, Kotaku is tabloid journalism. Just throw that website in the trash. Indeed, a hot, hot, hot garbage trash. Um, so let's get uh, Crispy. Crispy, look, again, no one's clowning on this poor woman's phobia. Again, that, I want that to be completely clear. 
because uh, phobias in there's you know in a, in a hole are just awful. Nobody wants to have them, and unfortunately, we all suffer from them in one way or another. But I just think that the timing of an article that's not using the uh, the the platform to raise awareness instead of sh- throw shade to the Xbox seems a little. Um, redundant and certainly unnecessary what are your thoughts on this okay um one she did the actual review on the series x no she didn't do the review her uh, the review was done by yeah. somebody else it was just her going i'm afraid of small holes yeah and this is my diagnosis type okay yeah. so like hypothetically I, like the only fear i really have that would be considered a phobia is a fear of heights okay so I don't understand if if she's not going near the console or anything like she she legitimately thinks this thing is like you know evil in some way you know what I'm saying like that's yeah, kind of like so, so how the article reads and I like because I was I was reading it to get a sense of it is that like for her the small holes freak her out and it's unsettling and just like visually it kind of like <laughs> triggers her in a sense. So yeah, it, ma- it makes her kind of sick. I guess it's like like same with heights. Uh, when when you're up high, you're gonna like look down and go, oh fuck, well, you know that's. that's and and I mean, doing. don't don't get me wrong. Like I, I could ride a roller coaster. Like I've ri- ridden the second tallest roller coaster in the world, and I have yeah. no problem because I'm strapped in. But like if you go put me on a roof, I am terrified. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I am legitimately <laughs> like afraid that I'm just gonna make the wrong step and fall off. We should get so, you on a lift. Yeah, well, in that too, would I wouldn't like that, you know, unless I had, I don't know, it's one of those things, like, if I have some kind of securement, I think I'd be fine, but it's like, as soon as there's nothing there, but, like, me and myself, I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> you know what I mean, and 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 it's it's one of those things that it's it's hard to get over, but, like, clearly, I have only a, a, a small psychological part of that, because, you know, I, I can still ride a roller coaster, I can, you know, I rode Kindaka, that's the second tallest roller coaster in the world, and it was just fun to me, I, it, I had no thoughts about the height of it, you know what I'm saying, but that's, that's the strange thing that I don't understand, like, why is she even bringing this up, you know what I mean, like, I get it, yeah, there's a few other people out there that have this, this issue, but you can clearly see from pictures what's going on, so if you really have this issue and you can't handle that, then don't buy it or or make sure that you can't see the holes. You know what I'm saying? I just I don't understand why you would even go this route. It's just like, oh, we just have to have something negative about this. Yes. That's yeah, the way that's, I feel that's exactly about it. my point. Exactly. I'm sorry. And, and not saying that her, her feelings aren't legitimate. It's the, it's the problem that why even do it to begin with? We I mean, we're going into a, a next generation. We're going to get some gorgeous, especially if you have the TV or the monitor capable, you're going to get some gorgeous and and well thought out and amazing experiences. Can't we just get to that point? I mean, are are we done with the clickbait BS? Because I I just don't see it happening. That's the problem because that draws clicks. If she hates on Microsoft in any way, shape, form, or fashion, that draws revenue. So that's why she did it. This is why... I, I, I always look to the people that, that do things like this, like podcasts, stuff like that. People that may have gotten the console earlier, but they have an objective thought. Like it, 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 a lot of people are like, oh, this person's the Xbox. You know how many times I've seen people that have been called Xbox that have, have said some super negative things about Xbox in a, in a more constructive way? 
and and then it's like oh you're you're damage controlling no we're, we're speaking it without being like ultra negative and and being you know we're being objective at the same time and saying hey the exclusives aren't there yet hopefully the ninth we get some tidbits that's what i'm hoping for yeah but right now you have to realize that you know that's your negative for xbox it's not the system. It's not the way it runs. It's ultra quiet. So look, look, that's the one thing that you could probably bring up about the system. And, and I'll tell you right now, I'm sitting in front of my cable box right now. The thing has 100 times more holes than the Series X does. So, I mean, uh, what does she do with all the things that have vent holes? I, I just don't understand. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm just I'm, I'm a little confused. She, she talks about that in the article as well. I was reading that as well. It's really interesting. I, I was, I'm actually really... <laughs> I kind of like it. It, it brings up bad drunken nights in college, Chris. No, uh, it's pretty much like she like she talks about like if she could cover them in in which way. So like microphones that would usually freak her out, but like you could put like pop covers over yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I have on mine. She, she actually talks about like how to hide it, and so I actually kind of I'm not gonna lie, I kind of dig this. this is different. Yeah, uh, again, I mean, it's, it's like tabloid bullshit, but yeah, I mean, look, well, look, I, I'll I'll say this to Crispy's point. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, I think that there is a time and a place for everything. I certainly do not agree with the uh, them running this directly after the review of the Series X. To be honest with you, I think that it's poor timing. I think it's poor production value on whoever is uh, running Kotaku. But from from what I have heard, they are a dying site. So they're doing everything in their power uh, to, to stay relevant. And if a story that is talking about someone's disability uh, it, 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 as clickbait is something that they're okay with, then they are even more shitty than I thought that they were. Because that's what it seems like to me. Like, it does not seem as if they care about her phobia. I think what they care about is seeing how many people click on the story and start yelling at them for saying negative stuff, which we didn't do on this program and we would never do because, again, her her disability is paramount and is important to the conversation. I just think, like Kotaku is known to do, they enjoy throwing shade at the Xbox platform simply because it generates a ridiculous amount of traffic. So that's why I did not add it to the show notes. If you want to go out and find it, you can do that on your own, but I will not support in this manner. Joe, let's get your opinion. Again, you read the article like myself. You, you She does have some very interesting ways on how she handles her phobia, which is excellent. I mean, if you suffer from it, maybe you can, you can find something in this article that you can use that you maybe didn't think of. So that is good. But we know that this is not why this article was written. I know that you said, again, you said the words tabloid. That's exactly what this is like. Well, what are your thoughts on this, dude? That's why. Let's go back to talk about Xbox. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it, look, dude, I'm not here to. I'm not here to dunk on anybody. She has a phobia. I, I, I know, I know a little bit how, how, you know, this, the, the sausage gets made in terms of like local papers and papers like these uh, websites. Um, you know, they have a quota they need to hit their amount of words they need to hit. And they don't particularly not to say they don't care about the story, but they care about the traffic that's driven in They're a company. And that's why when like the, the one thing that like, I think we're missing the point here, guys, 
is like we take this shit too seriously. Like real talk. This is the portion that where I, I I lose the thread because when I take a look at any of these sites, no matter what site it is, at the end of the day, it is the equivalent to you know Entertainment Weekly, right? Any of the 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 papers you see at at the end of the the you know the the grocery store uh, when you're waiting in line. That's what this is. That's what games journalism is. And I think we take it way too personally sometimes. And we take it, you know, we take it a little bit too seriously because at the end of the day, this is just a woman talking about her phobia. Like nobody put a gun to her head and said, you have to type this out. You have to do it word by word. Um, and like just seeing also the comments that are being overly cruel to, to her. Jesus Christ. So like, I get it. Um, you know, that's why I, I, I'll reiterate what I said before, because I think it makes the most sense, which is find the voices you want to yep. hear, right? So, like, like, look, Kotaku isn't mine, but I'm not going to spend 40 minutes bashing them. So, for me, like, this is her article. This is her experience. I actually found the later portion to be rather interesting. So, like, you know, we're all here to get clicks. Like, whatever title of this video uh, or, or this podcast is made to get people's butts in seats, right? The thumbnails post to get people's butts in seats. It's the content that is after those things that you can draw or, or dictate what is clickbait or not. So like for this, yeah, it's like clickbaity tabloid things to get you in and out. It's Buzzfeed articles for the most part, right? It's editorializing. It's just editorial. So like, I don't take any stock in this. Um, I don't think Sony, you know, gives journalists 50 bucks to talk shit about Xbox. I don't think that exists that much. Um, it's, it's just, look, everybody needs to get clicks. This is a business and what you consider clickbait isn't clickbait to someone else. It's just all about finding what you find is interesting about. So I'm not going to sit here and bash this woman's phobia. Um, that's not what I'm going to do. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, we're not doing that anyway. It was, yeah, we're certainly not doing yeah, it. We're, we're talking yeah. about the... It's what it is. And it's cool because she's just like, yeah, so like here are ways that I can I can like take this problem and kind of like, you know, fix it in, in the long set. Um, which is interesting. So it is what it is. I don't really care. Yeah, absolutely. And closing out today's outstanding show, which we broke records, folks. We had almost 1,600 people here. Uh, if you are still here and you enjoyed the professionally uh, uh, plotted uh, show and you enjoy the banter, I would highly encourage and thank you in advance that you would subscribe to this channel. Uh, uh, my goal is 10,000. It's one of the next goals for me. I don't know if I'm going to hit it in 2020, and that's fine because I only had myself pegged to hit 5,000 subs, and this year I hit over seven. So uh, thank you to the community that has supported me in this incredible journey that I started super late. Like I'm definitely the old man in the room, and you have certainly made my dreams come true with the success of Double Barrel Gaming. But uh, Dreadpool, let's get your final opinion on this. Uh, do you, I mean, again, considering that we are supposed to be in celebration mode, I find articles like this suspicious. Again, not her phobia, certainly, but the timing of everything. And, and like I said, I believe, uh, and I have heard that Kotaku is on its last leg. So I'm assuming they're going to do anything in their power to generate traffic through that site, even if it is using ridiculous uh, titles, uh, you know, uh, you know, clickbait, if you will, to get people to uh, traffic their uh, their tabloid, if you will. What, what are your thoughts on this? 
Okay, I've got multiple points and views on this. While you guys were talking, I was sitting here backtracking the ISPs and found the IP that it was at and went back to the server. I got into it, found out that um, Jason Schreier wrote that. Oh, interesting. Interesting. No, Not surprising I'm either. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. I was going to go with the, the whole pen name and all that, but no. Nah. Uh, on the one... Yeah. On the one side, yes, you know... Uh, you do want that that feedback, you know, to, to get people to to draw eyes to it, right? So you want that, but at the same time, she did open up to something personal that she didn't have to. You right. know what I mean? So she could have just said, "Look, as a person that has a, uh, we can call it a disability. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what how how drastic it is for her? It's just a phobia. I think I think you would just classify it phobia. Like phobia, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, some people yeah. have phobias that are disabilities. So, oh, okay. That's, that's you know, what? I'm, I'm, I don't have the psych degree. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> okay. So, because uh, it's debilitating, so it you know yeah. so it depends on where she is with that. But she's opening up. Okay. Uh, we we also have a, a fellow friend that had opened up about his. Um, medical history and how it involved in gaming you know what i mean so maybe she's doing the same thing and not thinking of it that way you know on the one side i'm looking at it like if you know that somebody has a problem with it why would you have this person review it if, if it's going to cause an issue but at the same time maybe she was looking at it like that saying look i have a problem with it but i'm going to try to overcome this and this is my steps of overcoming this and also helping out others that may have something similar so, you know, I'm looking at the bright side of it, but at the same time, it's like, it is kind of odd to bring this out like this back to back, you know, so it's hard to, 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 to figure someone out, you know, what, what is the real reasoning that this was even put out? Because it sounded like a good idea to, to do this. I'm throwing in my ideas as to why the reasoning is. I have no idea. Was it to help others? Was it to overcome her fear and, 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 you know, persevere over it, or was it to literally clickbait? Clickbait. Oh, there you go. Good answer. But I mean, yeah. that, that would be like me going to Boone's house. You know, you see the food that they cook, right? Well, you see the pizzas and everything Boone and his wife makes. That would be like me going to Boone's house to have dinner, knowing I'm diabetic and go, Oh my God, Boom, your pizza made me sick. It, it boosted my sugar levels. I mean, it's the same thing, dude. I'd be doing the same thing, but I'd be shoveling the pizza at the same time as I'm saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I do make, I listen, I don't to my own. I do make a good pizza. There's no doubt about it. You've seen the pictures, and it tastes just as good as it looks. Okay, that's the end of my tooting, but continue that, Derek. <laughs> uh, that's it for me. But, but it was just the, the point out that there could be many facets of her reasoning to do this, we don't know, but we do know that when it comes to publications of any sort, you want eyes on it. So you're going to say whatever you need to say, whether it's got some truth behind it or not. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you want, it's not you want at that the end of the day. That's yeah, I mean, that's what this is. You know, just yeah, yeah no, you're right, Joe. Listen, I know you got. I know you got to get on out of here. You're getting close to your recording time, so let's oh, get you out of here. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for obviously everything that you do for the community. Uh, definitely appreciate you being here as always. And I don't, yeah, representing PlayStation Nation once again. Joe, will, tell everyone, yeah, tell everyone about your channel and where they can check out some of the reviews and unboxings yeah. that you have been doing recently regarding 
the PlayStation 5's peripherals. Dude, I'm very excited. Uh, next week is going to be a great week. Um, and sorry I have to dip out so fast, everybody. But yeah, we're running into the special trophy room recording. Yeah, go do what you got to do, brother. Um, with that said, everybody, you can find my channel all about PlayStation over at the Trophy Room, my PlayStation show. That's where you can find the video version of my podcast, the Trophy Room, a PlayStation podcast. Like I said, we're recording the latest episode. We're actually, uh, it, it's such a busy news week, boom, we're doing two shows. Wow. So we're recording okay. one this Friday. We're going to be doing a review roundup of all the things that have been released and all the info, the good and bad coming out of the PlayStation 5 reviews. Uh, so you can check the Trophy Room PlayStation podcast again over on YouTube, on Google Play, SoundCloud, wherever you find your podcast services like Apple Podcasts. You can find us there. Uh, everybody, thank you all so much. It's been a blast, an honor, a privilege. Love each and every one of y'all. Shoot everybody good. Have a nice one. Avoid yeah. the holes. Yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Uh, real quick, I thank two people. First of all, our very good and generous friend of the show, Smitty Smith, drops an outstanding $5 super chat and says, the thing is her phobia has nothing to do with the system. So what's really the agenda? The Book of X. And I would agree there. And I have to thank Sleep Sleepy Goblin, who just gifted me Chicken Police, paint it red. I don't know what the game is, but hopefully it's violent and it sounds violent and I'm probably going to enjoy it. Thank you, Sleepy Goblin, who just gifted me that on Xbox Live. That is very, very kind of you. Uh, your channel support as well as the game is always amazing. So let's get into the out uh, the outros and get everyone out of here so you can start the rest of your Friday. Hopefully you're going to do what I'm doing. You're going to play games and I'm going to be playing a very unique horror game called Little Hope with the very brave and unhinged uh, Zemi Games. Uh, obviously, I'm lying about that. He's terrified to play this game. We're going to be going live at 1 p.m. on his Twitch channel to play Little Hope, which is the new game in the anthology uh, and uh, you've seen if you've been if you've been tuning in, we've been playing Man of Madonna. We've beaten it multiple times, trying to get all the achievements. Now we're going to start Little Hope, and that's going to go live on his Twitch channel at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So let's go with, of course, Crispy Bomb. Crispy, you guys had an amazing episode last night on the next podcast, but that is not the only podcast other than Breakfast of Boom that you're on. Talk about retro renegades and where people could reach out to you on social media. Oh, this is an awesome morning. Uh, shout out to the over 1,000 people that tuned in. Hit that like if you're still in here. Let's let's get those likes up. Sub to Boom's channel. You know, for someone like me that doesn't have a channel myself, he gives me a, a way to voice my opinion, and it's just a, always a pleasure. Uh, it's at Crispy Bomb on Twitter, Crispy Bomb 28 Xbox Live. Yes, you can find me on Retro Renegades Tuesday night. I'm sure next week I'm going to end up on so many other podcasts. So oh, I believe it, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, of course, uh, next podcast, Thursday, 7 p.m., and, of course, I'll always be here when I can on Breakfast with Boom, Friday, 10 a.m. Well, listen, having you a part of this show has been one of my favorite things, dude. Uh, I, I, we know each other. Uh, I think we consider each other brothers. Uh, we're going to meet in real life because you're in Connecticut. I'm in New Rochelle. We're a stone throw away once this pandemic kind of gets out of our hair and out of the world's hair. I cannot wait to sit down to an actual cup of coffee, just talk about you know BS and just uh, meet in real life. So thank you for always being on this channel. And I'm glad I could give you a voice because quite frankly, I think gaming should give you a voice. You should definitely be voicing somebody on somebody's game because you have a 
excellent voice, and I think that you'd bring your charismatic uh, self to that character. So let's hopefully that someone is listening and hires you for that voice. Hopefully it's for Gears. Gears well, 6. Well, and, and, and we did the interview on uh, uh, Four Guys <laughs> with Quarters, and uh, uh, I forget her name. My apologies. But she's, I said, world premiere. And she's like, <laughs> you got to do that again. And I'm like, <laughs> I love it. That's great. premiere. Like, <laughs> uh, real quick, just to give a little bit of an announcement. Again, this is a very small channel. And I've never seen anything like this before because, you know, I'm getting ready to set up to, to post this to all the RSS feeds so other people who don't want to watch on YouTube could listen to it. Folks, we have crossed 29,000 views on this today show. My God. That is the most I have ever had in my entire YouTube career, which just made three years November 3rd. Uh, so, yes, that's right. November 3rd made my 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 official three years on YouTube, but I've only been doing live content for about two, two and a quarter. Almost 30,000 reviews on today's show. That is like RDX kind of numbers. And I honestly cannot thank you enough for being here and supporting Double Barrel Gaming. And I hope that you are, are enjoying the, uh, the banter enough to subscribe. But let's get to the rest of the panel. Wilmy, you, my friend, have a show that sees very, very high numbers as well. It is an incredible show that's weekly called Out uh, Gaming. Uh, Oh my God! I always, I always try trip on the word. Go, go, go ahead, because me and Dreadpool are waiting to see if you get it right. Okay. Ga uh, oh my God! Now, now, now I'm nervous. Now I got to make sure that I get it right. Uh, ga is gaming outside the box. <laughs> gaming. <laughs> gaming beyond the box. That, damn it! I always mix up that. I gotta start writing this stuff. That's awful. You should have bet. You would have fucking. You would. Oh, I said the f word. You would have definitely won money. First of all. Uh, Gaming Beyond the Box is a great program, but, but you know why it's great? It's not great just for the topics that they cover. It's great because not only is everyone on camera usually, it's the it's the family aspect and feeling you get when you're listening to it. Everybody wants to be there. Everybody is themselves. It's raw. It is unforgiving. And it is a program that you definitely should be checking out on Wednesday evening. Wilmy, why don't you tell people about that program? But more importantly where people could follow you and, of course, potentially get blocked by you on social media. <laughs> well, you can find me on every gaming system at Wilmy Hood. My name goes across everywhere and Even pretty much Stadia? on all social media. <laughs> no, not Stadia anymore. I canceled Stadia a couple of months ago. But I am on Luna. I'm oh, trying that nice, out. nice. But, uh, and so far, I'm not going to lie, I'm not too horribly impressed. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> but you can find me on YouTube at Wilmy Hood. And Dreadpool is actually one of my panel members. Every Wednesday night, we do Gaming Beyond the Box at 8 p.m. Eastern. And we have so much crazy content that we do. Oh, you uh, do? It's not, it's not just podcasts. We do live streams. We now have a podcast for the game coming up called Outriders that comes out in February. Um, Fork, Bomber, and Lady are doing that one. Nice. And we have a show that comes out every weekend called FWNR, which is kind of a, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's so close to the real news. It's almost creepy because it's completely fake. It's like Jason Schreier type shit, but funny. <laughs> okay. um, I love and it. And dread dread has a segment in there. Uh, you know, all my, all my panel husk and, and fork and bomber and everybody gets in there. We do different clips. You see the indie videos by Cloud. Uh, it's just, it, it's funny, man. <laughs> I mean, it's, 
We got some comics in there. We have costumes and a little bit of everything you can think of. And I but, it, but, but it's fun. That's that's the whole point of it. It's fun content. Yeah. Yes. And that's the point because gaming's supposed to be fun, believe it or not. I remember, I, you know, Boom and I are old enough, you know, remember when gaming was definitely fun at one time or another. <laughs> and for some of us, it still is. We don't do the arguing and all that crap. And just like our podcast, we talk about everything because I game on everything. Yep. I don't care what console it is. If there's a game that I want to play, I'm playing it. That's it. And hopefully, you know, the media and everybody, you know, don't, don't pay them that much attention, man. It just, you know, it is what it is. Enjoy what you enjoy. Play what you want to play. Fuck what everybody else thinks. Nobody cares. Exactly. And like like yeah. Lethal just said in the chat, avoid holes over the weekend. Yeah. And Blue, it, it was awesome to be here because it is hard to get me on a morning. So thanks to the chat and everybody. Everybody have a great day and do some gaming this weekend. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, brother. Super appreciate it. Anytime you're on, it's always a uh, it's always a great treat for me because I, I obviously we're friends outside of podcasting, and uh, it's great to have you on uh, this program and uh, and push yours. So I think that you have an amazing channel, and would love to see you. I mean, you don't need my help because you're already ten thousand subs, and for and for a good reason. But I still enjoy having you on this program. And last and in no way least, doing uh, his own set of work besides being on Wilmy's show. He has uh, an incredible program that no one else is doing. And I think more people should get their ears and eyes on what Dreadpool's doing. Dreadpool, talk, talk about what you're doing on your YouTube channel, but more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? All right. First and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody that came into the chat to, to join us for today. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Dreadpool. The O's are actually zeros. YouTube Gamertag and Stadia. And by the way, Wilmy, you are still my friend on Stadia, even though you canceled. <laughs> and then uh, Breaking Bread with Dread is what uh, Boom is talking about. I'm going to send the link out right there so you guys can nice. see it. And it goes out to nine different podcast channels. So you, you go to that link and you can go and uh, choose your choosings of which place you want to listen to, either Anchor itself or if you want to go to iTunes or spotify or whatever and it's basically i sit down with another uh personality uh it was going to be creators but you know I'm, I'm opening it up to personalities and we talk about gaming and and whatever else in life and it's a live recording in public in a restaurant and it's a local restaurant that we try to promote and you hear everything in the background kids crying chairs screaming the last one i had was somebody left a cell phone in the booth and the waitress is running through, sir, 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 you left your cell phone. So you hear all that stuff in the background. You know, it's, it's supposed to be clean podcast. I flip it on its head. So as always, every Wednesday night, gaming beyond the box <laughs> with Wilmy and, and crew. Um, as Wilmy said, you know, we do a lot of stuff on there and we all participate in our own little ways. Uh, sometimes we'll be in chat if we can't be part of the, the show, like, the uh, the Outriders podcast, you know, we, we try to jump in and, and help uh, coordinate and chat with everybody. So, it, you know, it, it helps promote everything. And, you know, you get to learn more about the game. So if they can't interact with you, we try to interact with you, too, on the on the chats. Uh, we also do the play casters on the weekends. I mean, there's so many different things that we do. Um, and then bringing it back down. Breakfast with Boom here every day or every day, every Friday. 10 a.m. And then, as Crispy said, we we help out uh, Italian clowns with four guys quarters. 
And we had um, Kasha Angler. That's who you were thinking of. And you could Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna... I didn't want to butcher her name either. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Kasha that we were saying Kosha for whatever reason. She never corrected us until after the stream. So, but she was a great interview. I suggest go ahead and look it up at Four Guys with Quarters. And also, uh, a new surprise thing that popped up yesterday and pretty much got confirmed today. I will be on Game On Daily tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern. Yes, and I'll be there with you because I'm doing awesome. I will be there with you tomorrow on Game On Daily. Yes, that's right. Uh, that's 3 p.m. our time. I believe it's 8 p.m. UK time because, you know, they're five hours ahead. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to be on Game On Daily with Gaz and the crew. Cannot wait for that. That is going to be pretty epic but again th thanks again for being here dread and folks listen want to just say thank you so much for supporting double barrel gaming want to thank you so much for being here and making this one of the most successful breakfast of booms in the history of the channel uh big big shout out to you guys i want to thank lethal papa who's very busy today in the chat uh doing what he does best uh and that's dropping the band hammer to people that want to come in and ruin it for all of the people here just looking to have a good time and talk about gaming. Uh, of course, I want to thank my panel and also want to thank the extreme generosity that continues to come in through Super Chat. I, I'm honestly blown away and extremely humbled each and every time a Super Chat does, in fact, come in. So listen, folks, I'm going to close out the show with something that I've, do I've done every show. Uh, it's important to me. Hopefully one day it'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me. It made me a better police officer, but more importantly, made me a better human being. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also, it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. Enjoy gaming on whatever console you enjoy gaming on. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boom. Take care, hey, everyone. Mrs. Schreiber sucks. Hey.